Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Trevor. 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 That's Mark. Trevor. Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh. <laughs> this is Jordan. Damn. <laughs> he was suicided. <laughs> this is Sam. <laughs> Sam. Uh, joining us today is Sam. Hello. Hello. How's it going? I'm pretty good. Happy to be here. Good. This is your first episode on Lorehammer. It is. But not your first episode podcasting. No, it's like my third episode podcasting. Cool. So you already know all the No, I guess it's like so. my seventh. Go Oof, listen yeah. to Samcast. It's yeah. where you can really dive into Sam's mind and <laughs> what he thinks about issues. <laughs> really get lost. They're just... What, all the issues. What it yeah. is, is when you're walking around, you have like one of those tape recorders. You pull it out with a thought, record <laughs> that thought, right. and then later you Why go is grass talk. green? Right, exactly. That's yeah. your one talking mm-hmm. point, and then you go later record. Mm-hmm. Samcast is not a good podcast, to be honest with you. We're we're working the kinks out. You know, it has really high production costs, but not what you would call (laughs) high production value, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, this is episode 60. Um, So this is the 60th episode. (laughs) Yes. yes. You know that? The guy, the green, these are green donuts. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's what I was trying to do. Uh Uh It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, and it's uh, all about homunculi covens, yeah, and the covens of homunculi. I learned a lot of stuff actually. It sounds like uh, some kind of mushroom. 
a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, that's what you much. think of. Humunculus, Cenobis, <laughs> 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 or something. <laughs> Some weird. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you guys want me to get into this? Because <laughs> I actually know a fair bit about the etymology <laughs> of the word homunculus or and homunculus as it's spelled in Warhammer. Hey. Might, and might this, as well give us a little teaser just to get our brain juices flowing. Okay, well, homunculus, that's something um, Warhammer did invent because it's spelled differently than the version I'm familiar with. Now, do you think that was an intentional spelling mistake or that was that like... No, because it, it changes the meaning of the word mm. to like, um, it would be like little blood because in Latin, homunculus means little man. Hmm. And um, there's a whole history <laughs> about that involving sperm and <laughs> lots of you strange things. <laughs> homunculus is also known for being immortal beings, like... Beings that were created were also known as homunculi. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, in like uh, Western occult traditions, there's this <laughs> sort of uh, method where you can invent your own invisible friend, basically. <laughs> and, and, More and, on that on Samcast. <laughs> and that's what it's called. It's called a homunculus. <laughs> uh-huh. huh. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> the more that- you know. <laughs> That being said, I'll, I'll try to rein myself in a little bit. Uh, I was inspired by one of the last guys. I can't remember the name of this guest who was on one of your other Dark Eldar episodes. But he played a game with you guys. And it was, guess if this is a medieval torture that people actually did uh-huh. or if it's a Dark Eldar torture. Okay. So I'm kind of running with that theme and putting my own spin on it. Okay. So the listeners might not know, but you guys probably know. I'm like a rabid heavy metal fan. Which is part of the appeal of Warhammer 40k to me. Yeah. It's just because it's very metal. And um, (laughs) the Dark Eldar are the most metal of uh, the Warhammer 40k races. At least. Really? You don't think like the Necron? I think the Necron are are pretty metal. I mean, they're made of metal. (laughs) They're literally literally metal. (laughs) But they can't rock out. No. Like Dark Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. They wouldn't enjoy rocking out because they're just like they, ro- they don't enjoy husks. they don't enjoy blood getting thrown on them by the performers, you know. No, Whereas no. the Dark Eldar, that's gonna set them off. Absolutely. So I've got a game and yeah. it's it's just called Heavy Metal Lyrics <laughs> or Heavy Metal Song Titles, uh-huh. I should say. Or text pulled from the Lexicanum page on Hymunculi. <laughs> and you guys have to guess All what right. it is. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? So guess if this is Dark Eldar trivia or heavy metal song title. Carbonized eye sockets. <laughs> <laughs> is that a heavy metal song well, title? Let me, let me, or can you Dark say that Eldar? in like uh, a screaming voice? Like, <laughs> Carbonized eye sockets. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with the... Yeah, it's a metal song. I'm going with metal too. Yeah, after I hear it in that voice. It's a metal song. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> by who? Who is the, such a brilliant uh, That is by, by Carcass off of their album Reek of Putrefaction. <laughs> All of those would fit on the homunculi page, page. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready for another one? Mm-hmm. You guys, the Lorehammer boys are so far 1-0. and oh. Okay. Walls of Agony. Oh, that's homunculi. Yeah, I'd say so too. I'm gonna say yes. To what Mark and Eric said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, I just hop on in there, steal the glory, fuck. Okay. 
one more and then we'll what, what we do right? something else. You were right. It's oh, a monkey. Yeah. Good job, Jordan. I just <laughs> nice didn't guys. want to admit it. I was trying to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one. Is it metal song title or homunculi text? Necromantical screams. <laughs> <laughs> that is a heavy metal song title. That's a heavy metal song title. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. The only reason out. I was really confident in this game is I just spent three days scouring the homunculi <laughs> pages <laughs> on Lexicanum. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't do the research, it would have gone a different way. Yeah. Mm. Very, so. very different. We should have let Jordan just answer. We should have. <laughs> Fuck. That's true. Missed I've opportunity. Got more. Yeah, do okay, it. Let's play it on Jordan. So we just do more than? Yeah. Okay. Death like silence. Ooh, Jordan. He's thinking. Ooh. Humunculi. That is a song oh. by German dumb, dumb thrash bitch. band Sodom. Did you do your research or not, Did Jordan? you not listen to all of metal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Just the I whole know. thing? Yeah. Okay, another one. <coughs> is this a song title or homunculi text? Manipulators of Flesh. Manipulators <laughs> of flesh. I'm gonna say homunculi. Oh, you are correct. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> nice. He did his research. He okay. knows all about that f- manipulator. Flesh, flesh manipulation. Oh. Sounds like something Dark Eldar would do <laughs> if give they him, did anything. Give him one more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last one. Okay. This is a tough one. Two daimonian. Two daimonian. I have no idea. I'm just going to shot in the dark. Uh, it's a song. It's a song. Oh. <laughs> well done, Jordan. Yeah, you have earned your place at this table. Once okay. <laughs> Next time, though, might not be so lucky. Okay. Next time, we might have to use the casting couch to see if you've earned your place <laughs> at this table. I thought I already did, already did that. It's an episode-to-episode episode basis. Oh, no. You can't rest on your laurels. The producers really just want to see what you can do. Yeah. yeah. We want to push you, stretch you to our furthest abilities. Okay. Very dark Eldar. <laughs> Um, before we actually dive into the uh, homunculi episode, let's talk or let's thank our uh, newest uh, patrons. Um, So I'm just going to list out all our patrons. Uh, We have Dallas, Captain Soban, Jordan, not this Jordan. Mm, uh, Great name. (laughs) Artemis Dream, Fly Threer Man. I think it's Flyer Man. Obviously it is, but Fly Through Your Man is way more funny. Thanks, Flyer Man. Sanel, <laughs> Christoph, Side Lightning, George, Danny, and Taylor. Those are all our newest patrons. Thank you, guys. Ooh, thank you. Thank you a lot for, for contributing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good uh, job, guys. Awesome. Well, big things on the horizon. Big Big, things. big decisions to make. <laughs> Ooh. Big things. And then we also have a uh, one-time donation uh, who just decided to throw us a 20 or whatever. I, I don't know how much it was. Anyways, Jonathan, thank you also for your one-time donation yeah, to us. Yeah, means a lot. Means mm-hmm. a lot. Um, money is good for us. <laughs> well, yes. 
Yeah. Yes. It means we can do things <laughs> like insightful. build studios. Not ah. just you either. It's yeah. Good for lots of people. <laughs> well, yeah, actually. You can get stuff with it. You can. Warhammer stuff. Who? Um, and then I guess one more thing yeah. <laughs> before we dive in. We're going to start doing something called the Community Corner. And uh, basically, um, we want to help you know, grow the community. That's part of the reason why we originally started Lorehammer was to, you know, get in touch with other people, get other people in touch with other people and just, you know, f- find friendship and love. Um, <laughs> well, when you miss it in your daily life as much as Mark does, oh, yeah. you have to find it in other places. I got two cats and they're not enough to to keep me satisfied. On just the, looking for love in just, all the wrong places. Yeah. <laughs> all the wrong. Those cats are the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so in the community quarter, basically we want you guys to send in, um, something like if you have a painting studio and you want us to give a shout out to your painting studio, or if you're starting a gaming group or, you know, anything that relates to 40 K and you're kind of looking for or a 40 K meme page, 40 K meme page. Yeah, exactly. If you're heck, even if you're doing like a 40 K podcast, like as long as you're not like the independent characters or like something that's already well established we'll give you a shout out like we want to help grow stuff or, heck, or you're not better than Lorehammer well, right? no. if that's impossible yeah okay. the, the standard is right you're right so, so high it's impossible well yeah like that's if, just ridiculous <laughs> preposterous if anybody could do a better job but, you know, please we have awesome games. Uh. <laughs> Any games who can beat them who can beat them um, so, yeah, that's kind of the concept of what we're trying to do here. So uh, in this community corner, we're going to be featuring three guys minis and uh, you can check them out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to read in exactly what they said to us. Uh, and I guess I'll just read it out loud. Uh, so we are a new commission painting studio from central Slovakia, uh, Banska, Pistrajka. I don't know. Yeah, you the, tried with the accent. I there. did. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> there are three of us, Joseph, Lucas and Miro. We have decided to make the studio in order to paint as much as possible as it is cheaper than a therapist (laughs) and because we just love the smell of glue or paint. We also have a special (laughs) agreement with the local Warhammer shop. It's an independent store. So we can buy Warhammer stuff directly for them from European prices. So if you want to have something painted by us, we can buy the stuff. As we are not doing this for a living, our painting prices are roughly the box price of the model. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, commission painting's crazy. How much work goes into it for how little it? Um, well, they they make uh, off of it. Well, they're getting it at cost, right? So yeah. they're making that difference. So, yeah. anyways, uh, so for example, shadow spear fully painted at tabletop standard should be around a hundred and twenty Euro. euros plus a hundred twenty for buying the box. Yeah. Also, every patron, Patreon patron of Lorehammer gets a 10% discount from painting price. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's very cool. So say Lorehammer sent you. Yeah. I think, yeah, you have to have your uh, Patreon, Lorehammer Patreon certificate. Yeah, that we sent out to all the patrons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your official... Membership card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Laminated. It expires every five months. (laughs) Because just in case you left Patreon, Patreon, so... And also, a renewal if, fee of $150. <laughs> and also, if you just wear a chastity belt, they'll know. They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> so that is also accepted <laughs> yeah. as proof. So yeah, three guys minis. Check them out on Facebook, especially in the, if you're in the Slovakia area. Um, you might be able to get some cool minis painted. Mm-hmm. So 
also just, there, or just join their gaming group you know yeah whatever yeah exactly you <laughs> become know? their friends there, there's so many 40k people in the world and sometimes it's tough to find them but like they're out there <clears throat> there's a bunch of people out there so i have a question about these guys and i'm yeah. not sure if you know so do you like send them your miniatures or do you have to buy the miniatures also at cost from them you could do it either way you could send okay. them but then you're paying but for you pay for shipping, shipping is, which yeah. would be yeah for it's us, also, at least, trying to ship something oh, to Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm sending <clears throat> models to Europe. <laughs> no. But when I, I go to Vakenfest, <laughs> is that <laughs> a Dark Eldar thing or a heavy metal thing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carnival so, of Pain. Carnival of Pain. <laughs> is that a Dark Eldar thing or a heavy metal song? That is for sure both. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to be featured on a community corner, send us, uh, I don't know, email probably was the best way to do it. Label it community corner and uh, we'll judge it. Yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the other thing is too, like, I don't know. I've never had anything done by three guys minis, so they could be out of shit. So we're not, <laughs> we're, we're, not we're not responsible. It's all we're saying here. Jeez. All I'm saying. No. Yeah. No. They did cop to huffing glue and that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. can really mess with your perceptions. <laughs> but that might add to the creative flair. But it also might know. make it better. Yeah. You're but, right. But uh, yeah, check them out. Like check them out on Facebook. You can see what they're doing. And if it interests you, hit mm-hmm. them up, so yeah. yeah. Just trying to get people talking about other people. Yeah. Right. Isn't that. Building bridges. Uh, that's our mission statement. Yeah, Lord that's Hammer. Lord Hammer building <laughs> bridges, comma faggots. I was imagining to be in there. Somewhere. I was imagining in, in my head that there's like a mural of like all the different, you know, really scary Warhammer <laughs> units, like from different races, holding mm-hmm. hands. And there's, like, oh, no. there's like a no, big, all like crossing hands, <laughs> like this. And Unity. there's a and there's a big like rainbow flag <laughs> up behind them. <laughs> They all have massive smiles. It gets smiles. better. <laughs> uh, cool. I think we're uh, ready to start the episode. I think we're ready to dive right into the homunculi covens. Yeah. Let's get elbow deep in some blood and guts. Mm, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, uh, so this is one of those episodes that like I, I knew vaguely about homunculus covens. I knew kind of <coughs> the general concepts. But there's a lot in here that I learned that were like, holy fuck, that's like galaxy changing almost uh and i'll point them out later but there's a lot of like stuff that is really wild it has a lot of effects on not just covens but just like dark elder as a species and even just you know 40k in general so it's quite a lot of interesting stuff mm-hmm. yeah especially uh in your episode on samora samora that's how you pronounce it i thought that's how you guys were ended Kimora. up saying it. yeah Right, Gamora. Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom Gamora. and Gomorrah. Now yeah. I remember the conversation. But uh, you talked about how that city was like a city that was distributed across many different mm-hmm. areas of space. And it was, yeah, it's yeah. like paper origami. Is oh, you shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I recall. But uh, for me, that was also new to me. I That's learned it while cool I was researching. As a mechanic. Like it's bigger than a planet, this entire city. And also the fact, uh, was his name Andrew Bale Vect? Is that the... As, as Drubiel? As, as Drew Bale Vect, maybe? Something like that, As Drew yeah. the the big, uh, like, he's sort of the emperor character from the Dark Eldar. And at least because I'm sort of naive with Warhammer 40k, I didn't know there were like other characters that were sort of like the emperor in that like super powerful super powerful super old like you don't really know what their ultimate motivations are yeah. kind of thing yeah they're kind of playing everything to their own personal game exactly yeah. 
Yeah. The before we do get started, uh, something we should tell like something that if you don't know, it'll bug you forever. Homunculus is the singular, and homunculi is the plural. Yeah. So many homunculi, one homunculus. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) This is gonna bug me (laughs) when. Someone inevitably emails us, and they're uh, like, I was looking at this one homunculi, and I'm like, no. Nope. Some dumb bitch on Facebook spelled Look at all these. one of our posts, and it was, we put I-T apostrophe S, and he's like, actually, it's I-T-S. Um, actually? It's like, you dumb bitch. You're the worst person. Yeah. I don't know his name, that, otherwise I would call him on it. That's the person. Yeah. That's... Him, Hitler, yeah. <laughs> Eric. That's my level of Stalin and Mao Zedong. Just don't even make the list. I'm not very educated on a lot of things, oh, so that's all right. I've just heard a lot about Hitler <laughs> and so, Eric and Eric. Those so, two things. Uh, Humunculuses are uh, uh, also plural, right, Eric? <laughs> I'm gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> Can I get some humunculuses <laughs> up in here? Humunculuses. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Homunculi covens. Homunculi are the lords of pain, perfect crafters of flesh who have served the dark city for millennia by giving life to the Drukhari. Yeah, yeah, they are truly ancient beings. Um, I think we get into some timelines here we eventually. Do. Yeah, but they are. You'll old. learn how old, just how old they are. Yeah. Uh, so the underworld of Komora is uh, a dangerous place, even by Drukhari standards. Only the most brave or foolhardy travel there, for these are the realms of the covens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they build their lairs way down in Kimura. Down is a relative term as well. Yeah, like, it's, it's more like in the, in the proverbial sense of an underworld. Yeah, it's yeah. not like an actual in the sewers because there aren't any real ones in the yeah it could it's like be. a symbolic underworld it, yes exactly, exactly yeah. yeah i imagine that the plumbing system in kimura is like every toilet is just connected to another dimensional gate so so all your why wa- not all your way just goes straight into the warp yeah it just goes straight into the warp shitting in the warp. lands on some chaos space marine's forehead fifty thousand light years away yes Linus blesses me <laughs> the smells <laughs> hmm Deep within the dark city resides the homunculi. In the bowels of the impossible city, the covens create their dungeons. In the city that exists in a million places at once, there are areas that are forgotten, impossible to reach, abandoned to time. These areas are perfect for the covens to exist. Yeah, places that no one else goes to. Yeah, there's there's one example, um, I forget what it's called, but it, it was talking about how uh, people would actually find this homunculus coven, and the homunculus controlled these orbs in this maze and if you follow the orbs you would eventually get to the coven but since the homunculi are in charge of the orbs and there's orbs everywhere they dim some out and light some other ones up to like mislead people and so like the rumor is yeah if you follow the lights you're going to get to the coven mm. but really only if the homunculi want you to otherwise they're going to lead you wandering around in a maze for all eternity like they're not just they're gonna... torturing you. Yeah, exactly. So. There's a I have a, a quote from a good friend about uh, lights. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. Don't follow <laughs> the lights. I, I, was, I was totally <laughs> expecting a Brant quote. <laughs> not a Gollum quote. Not eh? a Gollum. That caught me off guard. That caught me off guard. Uh, but yeah, like to to reach any of these covens, yeah, like they're they're 
impossible to reach. You know, they're in the deepest crevices of the city. Yeah. So they create dungeons, cells, laboratories, towers, and cavern-like lairs where they can practice their art. And these lairs are so well hidden that they are practically impossible to find. And if you do happen to find one, the traps that have been set will be sure to capture you for the amusement of the master. <laughs> so is their art just generally torturing people? Is that what you yes, mean? Yes, that is their art. Their art <laughs> is, is torture. torture. Mm. But also birth. It's so metal. And life. <laughs> yeah. My art is torture. <laughs> Death metal song. De- death metal song? <laughs> no, no. Dumb. You just said it. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> Fucking dumb. So let's talk about the uh, the origins of the hunk homunculus. The hunk. The hunks. The hucks. The huxtables. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear how a uh, medieval magical homunculus is made? I would love to. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You guys should probably like hide my identity for the, <laughs> the filth that's about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> so here's what you got to do. You got to think about what you want your homunculus to do for you, first of all. And then you got to really think hard about like what its personality is going to be and what it's going to look like and everything. Mm-hmm. And while you're doing all this thinking, you should probably eat a bunch. Of? Uh, whatever. You oh, know, it's not something, something hot. Like- no, just something high high in fiber mm, okay. <laughs> early in the day. Okay. Very okay. high in fiber. Okay. If uh, you're one of those people for, you know, we're Canadians, so we got the Tim Hortons coffee, mm-hmm. and some people say that that really gets them going in the morning, <laughs> you know, downstairs. If, if, you're in a, if you're in a rush, that might be the, the route you go. Mm-hmm. So you got your intent set, and now find yourself a nice deep dish. <laughs> like a sort of a baking dish or something. Okay, okay. And um, make sure it seal- has a sealable lid or something, though. Okay? Now, you've, got, you've eaten all your fibrous food. <laughs> you've thought about your uh, homunculus, what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to take a dump into that <laughs> <laughs> deep dish. What I like about this is this was actually a thing at one point. This was definitely a thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Well... It gets complicated when you when you talk about um, medieval magical texts, ah, yes. but that's that's a side mission I'm not going to get into. <laughs> and this is from one of those books, but it's been a long time since I read it. But I I think this is from like the 15 or 1600s uh-huh. is, is when it was written. But anyway, I'll continue. So you've taken your big old nasty dump in that uh, deep dish. Now you got to jerk off into it. <laughs> well, you need life essence. You need life essence. Come on. You're making a little human being, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've... From the body of my body. <laughs> That's life given to life. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Is he's like, from my body to your body. That's him taking the uh-huh. dump. Eric would make uh-huh. a great wizard. <laughs> uh-huh. Put that man in a robe, yeah. Now you gotta, now you gotta seal that sucker up with mm-hmm. that lid I told you about. <laughs> now go in your backyard or a graveyard. That's obviously the best, but yeah. <laughs> it's not necessary. Dig a nice hole, make it two feet deep at least. And you got to do this on a new moon, I think, or maybe it's a, a full moon. I can't remember. Third moon of the first night of Wednesdays. The moon, <laughs> the moon cycle in which you bury it is is important. <laughs> So otherwise, it might not happen. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. We want this to happen. <laughs> we so, need this to happen. So you bury it on the on the new moon, let's say, and then you wait the twenty eight days 
for the full moon and you unbury it. And now that uh, all that organic material uh -huh. has really been fermenting uh -huh. deep. Uh -huh. And so yeah. you got to open your that. Shit and your semen. And, and then really? that scent is essentially the homunculus being released into the ether. And now you'll have like a ghost servant. That went a different direction than I thought. I thought you were going to animate the shit. <laughs> no, no. But it's the you know, the funk that is released. As I said, it, it might be. <laughs> I'm I'm sort of just remembering you this. You haven't tried this yet. I haven't I haven't tried it. <laughs> yet. Yet. Oh yeah. The night is young. <laughs> As I said, some of those well, details might be wrong. Well, let's check that lunar cycle and <laughs> So, okay. But that, that was vaguely historical. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy at Games Workshop was like reading. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But I don't want to get sued for copyright. I'm going to change the spelling of this word. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, let's show the origins of the 40K homunculi. Very similar. Extremely similar. <laughs> to a T. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So homunculi um, have been practicing their art for millennia <laughs> since the creation of Camorra, really. Uh, and their precise origin is unknown, but there's two main schools of thought. One of them just has a little more weight than the other. Yeah, it's always uh, funny like when we don't know about things, but there's a very good reason. Um, there's thousands of years. Like The homunculi cults have rumored to be like 15,000 years old. So, like, that's why we don't know. It's not that Games Workshop hasn't, like, thought it through. Like, they, we don't know in-universe. No one mm -hmm. would know. Like, no one would be around to know. The, the, the rumors would change and morph over thousands of years. So Myths and legends. Yeah. And so the very first one uh, is that, and I, I like this one the most. It makes a lot of sense. They were the original masters of the pleasure cults. Um, these cults led to the creation of Slanish and the fall of the Dark Eldar. So if we know about our Dark Eldar history... Um, Our know, Eldar history. Both, technically, sure. 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 We agree? Well, you said the fall of the Dark Eldar. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Words. Um, yeah, if we they, remember, back to episode... Back to episode... Uh, 36. <laughs> recall um, that we already learned this. Eldar. Minute 36. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I don't even want to share now. <laughs> so point two is... <laughs> You aren't You moron, it was 35 minutes. You should have known that. <laughs> um, the Eldar race is immortal. Eventually, they just start experimenting more and more, and they start creating these pleasure cults to experience everything the galaxy has to offer. After, you know, 5,000 years of being alive, stuff gets dull. So eventually, they just start with the little things, mm -hmm. little tiny things. But eventually, yeah, they make these full-on pleasure cults where, you know, they're having orgies and then killing everyone in the orgy just to, to feel something. Um, so, yeah, that's the first thought is that the masters of these pleasure cults. The people who led these people through these debaucherous mm -hmm. and depraved acts were the original homunculi. That's yeah. one thought. Yeah. And then the other is that um, they were actually the original masters of the entire ancient Eldar race. Yeah. And um, so they governed them during like the build up to the fall of the Eldar. So one is kind of like they're in like a position of authority kind of in power in the pleasure cults. And the other is that they're governing the entire Eldar race. Yeah. Um, which there's like a couple lines in like a couple codexes that go towards the leading of the entire race. But 
I just don't see it how doesn't it fit nearly as well yeah. with all the other text we have. Yeah, that just describes like the flow of the Eldar race from you know from the beginning of their fall yeah. to now. Yeah, it doesn't really fit, and it doesn't really fit with how the homunculi act. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, because if these like these are the same, if these are the same Eldar that governed like the race of the most powerful beings in the galaxy, like why are they content to sit now at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, because right know? now they're not very concerned about, like, no. ruling Cormorar or anything not, like that. They're not uber-political yeah. like all Dark Eldar are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there could be other origins as well. Those are the two we were able to mm-hmm. strum up. But uh, And the Pleasure Cults, like, just the leaders of the Pleasure Cult seems to fit yeah. so much more. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's yeah. their origin. We did it. <laughs> but, yeah, like... The fall of the Eldar was what? It was 12,000 years. I hear one mention of Jizz in that whole <laughs> story. Oh, we'll get there. What kind of origin story is this? Well, I guess there are pleasure cults. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mentioned Use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned right, the death orgy. Come on. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. yeah, like they, they've been around since the fall of the Eldar, like 12,000 years. Oh, yeah. I guess it's it's good to say that these, like, these have, are... And old. they're the same people. Some of them, We're not yes. talking like the... The idea of homunculi has existed for that long. Like these people yeah. have existed for this long. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like on Earth, if like Buddha or Muhammad or Jesus like never than, died, yeah, 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 and just kept on doing whatever it is they were gonna do. Yeah, forty k timelines. When you actually look at the numbers, it's like holy moly! Like it's a long time. Yeah. Can it? Would this be a, a worthwhile digression? It's too late. Can you give me? <laughs> can you give me a a, a brief? Uh, timeline what you know like the the rough edges of time in warhammer 40k uh, from whose perspective so is it in general? so it's the 41st millennium right yeah and is yes. it the 41st millennium going from zero ad human time yeah. yeah so so it is our galaxy and world we just use our time as yeah. like the measure but like necron yeah. and eldar who have been do they all have their own time systems they would yeah yeah we we actually found like a cool chart the other day um Oftentimes when we talk about timelines, we we say like during the dark age of technology, but that's a human timeline. Yeah. Like that's a, what the humans called that. So we found a chart that had like what the Eldar called uh, from zero, zero M5 till, you know. Yeah, zero, it used zero, our M10. times, but yeah. it was their own ages exactly. and their they own had, yeah. like markers in their history, which yeah. is pretty cool. Because yeah, you, cool. you don't see that very often. Like, you don't see history through the eyes of the Necron yeah. or the Eldar, even though they're, those are, like, the two oldest races in the yeah. galaxy. Yeah. Right? Kind of makes them scarier, though, when you don't really know exactly <laughs> yeah. what's they going on. anything. Deep time is always a, a freaky thing. <laughs> mm. So let's talk about the, the purpose of homunculi. They're super ancient. We know that. But why? What? And very secretive. Very secretive. So the homunculi serve two very important functions within Dark Eldar society. The first function is the creation of the half-born. The walls of their laboratories are honeycombed with ambiotic tubes capable of gestating Eldar young. These breeding walls are fed fertilized eggs. Mm, delicious. <laughs> what, <laughs> what's super creepy, too, about this image is uh, these honeycombed walls are most likely made out of like these Flesh. fleshy sacks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, well, that would be the most natural experience, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how big is a dark Eldar egg? I'm assuming Do it's the know? same size as us originally, right? Microscopic. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it like a, a human ovum or is it? Yeah, I'm assuming like the like you can't the, even that. That's not that gross if it's just no, no. It's just the fact uh, that like the walls like are they made out of the eggs? The walls? Yeah. No, the walls are flesh. Like imagine, <laughs> okay. imagine like a honeycomb. How like they put like the Wait, egg? You're saying that like it's weird. <laughs> what? Don't you guys have flesh walls? <laughs> God damn. Is your house like? Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> but it, like the walls are also like flexing and contracting. Yeah, yeah. And, and like it, we're talking like massive spaces. Yeah, too, we're talking like, like hundreds of feet long. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Like yeah. tens of okay. Yeah, like living high. walls. Yeah, yeah. You, living walls. Now you guys are pulsating and painting a picture for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean like a wall, like you have an abdomen wall. I mean like a wall of your house, but instead of drywall, it is flesh. Yeah, like my <laughs> house. Wall. Yes, your house. You're, you have a flesh house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a euphemism for a brothel. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just literally a house made out of skin. <laughs> so, um, the half-born uh, with this technology that is millennia old, millennia old, the growth of the embryos is hyper-accelerated until they are born, presumably in an extremely short amount of time. Yeah, it yeah. Could, they didn't give like a, an exact amount that no. uh, we could find, but like Eldar gestation is very long yeah. compared to humans. And so this is supposed to hyper accelerate it. We're like, well, what if it just turns like a three year gestation period into like five days? Uh, yeah. Right? Like, or it could be nine months. Yeah. Which would who, still be quick for them, but. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to say. We don't know. We don't know exactly, but hyper acceleration. Yeah. Uh, and then once the Eldar child is half born, ha 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 ha, they are attended to by racks until they are. Handed off to whomever, whomever ordered them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, the majority of Cormorant's population is born like this. Um, it's very rare and like super honored to be considered a trueborn, where you have a male and female dark elder who actually bang it out and make a baby. Super rare. Most likely, I'm glad, I'm glad you're you're bringing this up, and I hope I hope Christian banging it out. I hope Christian is listening because we were having an argument just just last night <laughs> where I was saying that uh, the mo- the majority of the dark Eldar population is half born, and he was yeah. like, "No, no, you don't know that. You don't know that for sure." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure you do." Well, in in the most. Uh, uh, honest answer we don't know for sure games workshop does never it, they never give exact numbers but it's one of those things yes if you read the text and you it's understand, clearly implied it's clearly that's implied. what they meant yeah yeah because it's an honor to be a trueborn. like there's not a lot of them they usually have higher positions yeah they're of power. set apart yeah yeah but when you can farm grow your population yeah it's probably way more efficient like yeah and, exactly and like so <laughs> even if there's you know, 500,000 Dark Eldar females and yep. the gestation period is X, yep. right? If they all get pregnant and had a baby and then at the same time, at the same time, all the homunculi grow vacro children, like who's going to be done first? Yeah. The homunculi. Yeah. And then in the amount of time that it takes a Dark Eldar to gestate a full one, how many babies has each amniotic tube in yep. the homunculi flesh walls birthed? Like just yeah. simple math would say that it's way faster and way easier yeah. to do half-born. Yeah. And all those dark elder females who are pregnant, they can't go on raids now. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing I was going to say. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, elder society is very selfish. So, you know. If you're like you're giving up all your potential like raid yeah. to make a baby, not really worth it. Yeah. Do you guys think the Del- dark eldar have like dark eldar doulas and like... Um, like doulas? Doulas. 
And, and, <laughs> and do you think there's dark? It's like a, it like helps you birth, and like walks you through the process. Oh, oh okay. Like yes. holds your hand. Yeah, yeah Very, yeah. very hippie birthing kind coach. of thing. A yeah, birthing, birthing coach. Sure, sure. What about uh, Lamas? Do you think there's dark Eldar Lamas? <laughs> what are those? That's I'm, like this uh, breathing technique that a lot of <laughs> okay. people do for for going into labor. I'm gonna say no. If, I don't know the breathing technique. Okay, breathe in and exhale with the loudest scream possible. Yeah, if anything, they're gonna. <laughs> they probably want to prolong the pain. Yes. <laughs> Hold right? it in. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple cool thoughts here about um, the homunculi birthing process and stuff. Yeah. So the first question we're gonna go into is. Just like we kind of mentioned uh, how people will order from homunculic covens like X Cabals will yeah. order a number of warriors to be given to them. Yeah, exactly. So do we think they keep like a stock? Mm-hmm. So a stock is in like a breeding stock. Yeah. And you got to imagine it like just like a farmer would have like a prized bull. Yeah. And like a prized like female cow. To like, yes, like I'll combine these two and I'll make the most delicious beef you've ever tasted in your life, <laughs> right? Like do Dark Eldar homunculi have the same thing? Do they have like a prized male Dark Eldar stud that they're constantly pulling his <laughs> genetic yeah, that's, material from? That's actually yeah. what I was going to ask. Like, like are, the, are the half-born like clones or is it it's just... It's not clone. They're actual they're, born. Yeah. So they're it, born. It's, it's... They're, they're fertilized eggs. Yeah. It's just like uh, artificial in, insemination. Insemination, yeah. yeah. And we don't have exact answers. That's why we're yeah. Talk but it's kind of cool it, to but. think like if if all four of us are homunculi, mm-hmm. right? And like the if Sam, you have like the best uh, male stock. Like it's just it's that, that's what, that's what, what are you, you talking about? Not this true. is not a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like a cabal comes into the, a cabal leader comes into the room and you charge more for all of your. Um, half-born that you create because they're great. They're amazing warriors. I charge slightly less. Jordan's charges slightly less and Mark has shit for stock, right? Because he's constantly banging everything. It's a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. I fucked the babies. So yeah, sure. it's not great. It's not you, and you've basically like used up all of your sperm. It's just like, sure. yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. a puff of smoke <laughs> comes out. <laughs> but yeah, like I like to think of oh, it. Yeah. It's, there's like a difference in quality yeah. that the homunculi are able to give out and it like would drive like a currency between the different ones and and so like if um like you breed out traits you don't like in your stock and you try and breed in traits you do like in your stock and because you're doing this at a, an accelerated rate you can actually accelerate like the the development of these like specific genes and traits you want and i can't imagine dark eldar would not come on to the idea of eugenics. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, if something, something is well, even slightly well, wrong, they'll just toss they'll, it out and make a new one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, and that's not even unique to Dark Eldar. I don't think. No. Like 40 k No. Yeah. But, like, the stock idea, I really. Yeah, I really latched on to. Yeah, I can just imagine like an archon like combing the homunculi, different covens, and like you know inspecting what they can do, and like, oh, this one has a gestation period of nine months. With this yeah, one, exactly. This one's a little better, but it takes twelve months. And the the archons like, well, I need it quick. I need to go do raids now. So yeah, you know, you might cheap out on it, but it get them quicker. So these ones have like a slight genetic defect. And with the, and, yeah. would the archons be like ancient? Um, sultans who had like a harem of like 50 women and 500 children <laughs> or would that like be a bad political decision is it dark eldar because that's just that's just 500, that's just 500 guys yeah <laughs> that's just 500 people who have a good reason to kill you to <laughs> yeah. take your stuff right yeah yeah so it's just the idea that like they are cr- trying to create 
something that is yeah. worthwhile and yeah it'd be cool too like if you're writing your own lore for homunculus coven to think about that like to think about like what makes why are you giggling over there well because we were talking uh, never mind <laughs> finish your thought finish your uh, thought. no it'd be cool like like if you're writing it like this is a very important part about homunculi it's not all just about <coughs> torturing people and all that like selling your wares, selling your half-born is a very important part so like coming up with like yeah maybe your half-born are known to be quicker or you know or just, maybe like you have to work through the fact that all of your homunculi, all, all of your half-born, for some reason, come out with like an extra pinky, and there's something wrong with your stock, and you have yeah, to like try yeah. and find, like figure out what happened. Yeah, it, it's just a little cool little story element you can add, and you can you know then someone is sabotaging your stock. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. Yeah. I imagine a dark Eldar looking at his wall of flesh eggs <laughs> uh-huh. with like a clipboard, and it's he's got like. Flesh- uh, Flesh clipboard. He's got it. No, well, it has it has like a hand coming out of <laughs> exactly. the top of the clipboard <laughs> and the pen, and it writes whatever he dictates. And the paper, the paper is of course skin. vellum, so <laughs> yeah. skin of of a human or something. And the pen is like a pinky, <laughs> like the handle of the pen is made out of bones or something on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't like that. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah. So there's nothing really in lore that says this whole like stock process, but it was just, it kind of felt like a logical conclusion. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And it, like if, if Sam had like a really great male stock and I had a really great female stock, you know, we could work together to create super stock and sell it even higher or something. Yeah. So yeah. it was just it kind of cool. It created like a, some sense of competition yeah, in yeah. my mind between homunculi. Yeah. Yeah. And and just further, like kind of not proof, but like homunculi are all about like keeping their secrets and also experimenting and advancing their stuff. So like there definitely would be differences between the stock. They would have Yeah, because be. they also have different preferences. Yeah, exactly. They they, they would have yeah. to be. So while it's not actually stated, it would have to be. Yeah, and on tabletop they're all like, Oh, all Kabbalite warriors are the same. But yes, there's always gonna yeah. be some variation. Yeah. So them. I think that's pretty good on the first major uh, function mm-hmm. of the uh, homunculi. Their second one, the second major function, is that of denying death. Um, and I didn't know a lot about this. This is super interesting. So the homunculi have been deployed, uh, have developed a way to bring Dark Eldar back from death, provided a piece of the Eldar is available. Yeah. Uh, note, not alive. A piece of the Eldar doesn't have to be alive. Yeah. It just has to be available that's the main thing you need to you need to remember here yeah um so if that piece of eldar reaches a homunculi within a single day um and one codex said or very soon after yeah um they can be remade and their body is regrown starting with the skeleton slowly working its way through softer tissues until even alabaster skin covers their body have you guys seen or listeners, I want to help uh, paint this beautiful picture that uh, <laughs> Eric started. Mm-hmm. Either um, Hellraiser, yeah, the the horror movie, or The Fifth Element have scenes that are basically doing this process of re of like regrowing a person. What about the Watchmen? <laughs> Do they do it in the, the Watchmen as well? Well, Doctor Manhattan kind of goes through that process of rebuilding himself, and they show the different okay. like stages oh, yeah. he goes through. I but, guess if you watch like X Men Wolverine, if you watch it in reverse, yeah. he would then 
<laughs> be regret. Or uh, <laughs> who's, the, who's the guy who turns invisible? There's like an Invisible Man movie. It's super old. It's like Isn't over- it called The Invisible Man? <laughs> Is it? I, think I don't so. know. It's like 15 years old. Yeah, I, know. I remember watching it, but I remember him being on the table and then slowly like he's disappearing like level by level. Oh, jeez. But that's like it would look like this, yeah. right? Yeah. This idea that slowly you come back, like yeah. layer by layer. Yeah. The Cenobites from Hellraiser, by the way, are essentially uh, homunculi. <laughs> okay. I've never seen Hellraiser. You got to. If you, if you guys are really getting into this uh, dark Eldar stuff, <laughs> you really got to watch Hellraiser. <laughs> um, so this is not accomplished through any marvel of science. Rather, it is fueled by the screams and agony of tortured victims residing directly beneath the operating table of their own pain slabs. <laughs> yeah so so we know that the dark metal eldar, lyric <laughs> <laughs> so we know that the dark eldar like will feed on the the pain and the agony of um and it will even rejuvenize them and keep them yeah, young exactly rejuvenate yeah exactly because slanish is always like eating their soul and eating their body away so they have to like inflict pain on others to like fend off slanash and to keep themselves young so this is just like a super hyper accelerated yeah it's an extension of this it's if you follow the natural thought like hey if i take a little bit of this soul i'll look young well what looking young is nothing other than regenerating like your cells right in your your skin so what happens if like you missed you're missing like a, a pinky can you feed off of a lot of like souls and like regenerate that entire pinky and this is just an extension of that what happens if you have a lot of pain and a lot of agony beneath yeah. you. Can you regenerate everything? And aren't aren't souls like the currency in Kimura as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like a lot of people th- like like we want to make a comparison to how money works, and it's not. Well, quite no, no, the no. Same. It's more like my first thought is always like, ah, they have like souls in jars and they trade those. It's slaves. Slaves are like the currency in Kimura. Right. They're not. They're not doing what Link did and. Um, <laughs> the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah, he's not like pulling souls out of people and like putting them inside them in. bottles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is more of like they the souls are kept within their flesh bodies and then they torture the flesh body. Yeah, and, yeah. That's yeah. so slaves is the currency. Flesh bottle. Sure. Yeah, that's, a flesh bottle. That's how I go. see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're just containers for souls that will trade. <laughs> so the regenerating body of the Eldar. Uh, the Dark Eldar, is suspended in a cocooned state above the torture victims in a crystal-fronted sarcophagi. And as it feasts upon the shrieks from below, it begins to regrow what is lost. And eventually the body is completely restored and the Dark Eldar has been resurrected. (laughs) So crazy. Um, So So from beyond death. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple key things here. Um, the biggest thing is this, this has this process has to be started within a day, or, or roughly, roughly within a day. Um, this is not science. There's no science to this. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the dark elder have developed a way that for their soul to kind of cling onto their body for a day. So it's it's said to be done through they're so vain. Yeah. That. They, even their soul clings to like that which they were in life. Yeah. Because they're so like, no, this is my body that I crafted yeah. and I spent hundreds of years developing it. Like, developing there's, there's like it. a thread yeah. that of their soul from their body to their essence. Yeah. After they die. Yeah. So the more vain, maybe, maybe they the can longer they can days, last. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's a big thing. Um, we got a couple questions here that we don't quite have answers for, mm-hmm. but uh, we got some cool thoughts. So the first one would be the rarity of being uh, resurrected. So 
how often and what would it take to actually be resurrected? Because it's it's one thing to say like, oh, you can do it. Yeah. But like, how does much? it? Yeah. Does it actually happen at every dark? Yeah. Eldar? Is every dark Eldar warrior being resurrected every time they die? Yeah. Where do you like? It might be an economic decision. Yeah, and like, that's yeah. part of it. If, yeah. it, if it. if that warrior was particularly uh, lethal in combat, they might uh, yeah be more likely. They to have be a worth, resurrected. a higher yeah. worth. Yeah, yeah. that they, they might even set up like deals with other members in their cabal or cabal to like, I have X amount of souls saved up. Like this many you, slaves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you save yeah. my body, I will yeah. give you half of them. <clears throat> you know, like they might have these like contingency plans. So, set up. so does the, the the fallen warrior does their consciousness go with them to their new their the resurrected body? Oh yes, it, yeah. so it brings their soul back oh, okay. from wherever it went, yeah, and because yeah, that's that, that link. That was going to be my my question actually. Where does their soul go? Do they just get taken to the warp or Slanesh? Yeah, yeah. Or? Um, like after the day, then yeah, they would get taken to the warp and feasted on by Slanesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like any soul type thing goes that, into the warp. Is that all all souls Pretty in uh, Warhammer go to the warp? Yeah. If you have one, yeah, yeah. looking at you, Tao. Tao. <laughs> Don't they just have very small souls, yeah. though? Yeah, exactly. like super pale. Oh, They're all so, just gingers. So small. <laughs> Our soul so small compared to big American soul. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the rarity of being resurrected. So, A, um, like your, your, mem- your, your crew, your friends, if you can call them that, have to bring a piece of you back to the homunculi. Yeah. Right, and then the homunculi has to agree. You have to pay the homunculi yeah. for doing this service, and then the lastly, every time you do this, you actually leave a piece of your soul with the homunculi. Hmm. So, do you want to do that? Like, yeah. do you want to leave a portion of of your soul behind with this master torturer? Like, it's mm-hmm. maybe. So it it is rare. Like the idea that everyone is being resurrected this way is yeah. is a falsehood. Yeah. It shouldn't. You shouldn't assume that it's happening all the time. Yeah. But they do like, state that in times of war, like their tables are full, yeah. and they are constantly resurrecting people. But you just got to think like these are officers. These are trueborns. Yeah. These are um, members that are particularly rich. Yeah. Right. So like, I really don't think like just a regular Kabbalite warrior who just joined the cabal is being not not super likely. Back. Not yeah, likely. Exactly. Like can happen. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But not going to happen all the time. Yeah. The other big determining factor for the rarity of this is how much of the Eldar's body do you actually need? And uh, we were reading this one thing about, uh, and it's called like a master homunculus who was able to miraculously bring back a dark Eldar with only the hand remaining. And like this so he like, regrew an entire skeleton yeah. from a hand. And this was considered like a crazy feat. Yeah. Oh, and it was unblemished too because yeah. you can regrow these bodies and they can be tainted or yeah. misshapen or misfigured or you can do something wrong with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, to, so just using that, like you would need a lot of the body. You're not just bringing back a finger and regrowing. The, or maybe you are, but like. You better yeah, give it to a master homunculus. Might, yeah. And even then it's like you might come back with. You might come back messed up. All your hands are just pinky fingers. Or yeah, something. no, exactly. Like, there's a real possibility yeah. that they mess up something in the yeah. regrow. All your hands. All your hands are just pinkies. All, yeah. all seven of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just turned you into a rack. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. it, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's kind of you need. You need a rarity. decent amount of their body. Yeah, so that would just increase the rarity too, because somebody would literally have to like then drag you back. It's not like. They just quickly cut off your finger and then, you know, he's fine now. Like, yeah, you'd have to bring that whole body back pretty much. Yeah. And even in war, like, you know, you're getting shot by like a Necron's 
uh, yeah. gauze flare. A, mech- a molecularly, <laughs> like it flays you molecule by molecule. There's no peace to come back. Yeah, from exactly. On that. So like, a bolt around, that's a radioactive nuclear bomb no, in the shell. No, it definitely is not, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. We haven't gone through bolters yet and how they work. Um, but yeah, like, and this is one of the reasons, one of the reasons why Dark Eldar actually do their raids at like a breakneck speed. They have to be fast because if they do want to resurrect any member that's fallen, yeah. they need to get them back within a day. And yeah. so there's, that's like a portion of, that's like their necessity for speed, really. Yeah. Because they want to stay alive, right? Yeah. So. It's all part of that metal lifestyle. It's living fast. Live fast, die hard. Come Ride. back to life, do it again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ride your hover bike or whatever. They have those, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, there was also like another kind of, we were wondering like, well, okay, when an, ec- when an Eldar dies, yeah. is their soul not consumed by Slanesh? Yeah. Right? We we're like, well, how like that's why the Eldar, you know, have that soul stone. Yeah, yeah. So their soul immediately goes into that. So there's no chance of it going into the warp and slanish consuming them. Yeah. So we're like, well, how does the Dark Eldar soul actually survive outside of their body, like for for at least a whole day? Like that's it's supposed to be she who thirsts. He's co- like the devourer, constantly trying to steal your soul. Yeah. And it like Slanesh is also said to be. Um, constantly feeding off the souls of the dark elder so it's not like she's far away either yeah or her demonettes aren't like they're constantly there trying to harvest so we're like well how then do they survive for a full day and there's no good answer for this but we found one that we both like which was which was um that they are able to stave off slanesh's attention or the demon's attention for a full day yeah and like if slanesh is like individually coming to get you you're fucked you can't fight a chaos god but if slanesh is just sending her it's demons after yeah. you like you you're strong enough in the warp as an eldar to actually fight them off for at least a day yeah so this was kind of like a, a nice thing that we saw yeah yeah the other thing could be that yeah they literally just don't go into the war yeah they until. could just cling to their body yeah, exactly. for as long as possible so but yeah like yeah it it's hard to say. There's not a lot of exact science. I think you could write a story if you wanted to write one. You could write yeah. one either way of yeah. how like the Dark Eldar soul goes into the warp and fights off these like demons. And yeah. there's like that impending doom. Like Slanesh is actually coming closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. You're under a time limit. And yeah. Could also just be you're stuck in your boat. Like your spirit is like hovering around your body, like waiting for it to be regrown. And yeah. There's the time limit of can you hold on for as long as it takes to regrow. And yeah. There must be some kind of like soul reaper demon though who's got like that job all demons i assume <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah feast on, yeah all demons just want to feast on your energy yeah um so that's the second function yeah so those are the two main functions and as you can tell like they are essential to uh dark elder society without them uh, kimura would fall kimura would definitely not be the same place yeah um yeah so let's talk about individual homunculi. I homunculi. Which was the correct way? Homunculi. Individual. Individual. Homunculuses. <laughs> That's fine. I didn't want to have a good day anyway. <laughs> so we'll start off with their creation. Mm. Homunculus are not created through any conventional sense or by any one method. In fact, most are thousands of years old, with the most senior being over 12,000 years old. Each homunculus presents unique skills and desires, depravities earned over a long course of their 
Immoral lives. Immoral, not immortal. Mm-hmm, I had to we take. could have put immortal in there, but immoral, I felt <laughs> better. Yeah. Debaucherous. Yeah. These, so being originally part of the pleasure cults, or at least that's what we expect, mm-hmm. yeah. um, these Eldar would have pushed the limits of their imaginations to experience everything the galaxy had to offer. They constantly experimented with their senses to develop extremely particular tastes and preferences. Delicious. Mm-hmm. If a dark Eldar goes down the path of pain lords of the pain lords, he is already steeped in the he, the jumping around of that message thing. <laughs> the cursor. <Yeah. laughs> um, Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. <laughs> if a dark Eldar goes down the path of pain lords, he is already steeped in the evil that permeates Cormorah. His journey journey is one involving much less trial and error, and more so developing his skills and his and his tastes. Yeah. It, as I was reading, I kind of um, painted a picture to Mark of the differences between an original homunculi versus a homunculi that would emerge through today's society. Yeah. So like, and I, I guess I'll try and, and paint it for you guys. So there's <laughs> there's the old Eldar who were masters of the galaxy. Like they owned everything, right? They it was their there was their pick. Anything they wanted. They ruled yeah. the galaxy. And so these guys slowly learned how boring life was. So they <laughs> just constantly invented different and different ways to experience and, and um, to taste things and yeah. stretched their preferences and what they liked. And so these guys had to ex- experiment. Yeah. And they had to be imaginative in a, an area that like their imagination had never gone in before. It's yeah, like stretching yeah. a different muscle. Yeah. Right? And the, the Eldar... <coughs> And the Dark Elder, are they all immortal? Yes. Have they always been immortal? Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of like where that idea of getting so debaucherous and out there is just because yeah, eternity exactly. is a long time, yeah. especially Espec- towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I get it. Um, but yeah, they, they had to like do something completely different from what society had said to them. So they're yeah. like the outliers. Yeah. Right? But... Now, like uh, in Kamora, any dark Eldar that exists in Kamora is already part of a disgusting society. Yeah, they they've been raised feeding on the souls and the pain of others just yeah. to survive. It's they not already understand concept. that agony is the way to go. Yeah, right. And so it's I think it's a different Eldar. It takes a different Eldar to be a homunculi now yeah. than it did back then. Yeah. Like you were a special breed. I like to think of it as like there's like a special breed of of Eldar. Like any of the original homunculi are like in a class all their own. And any of the ones that come after, while still being like homunculi, they just aren't as, um, I don't know, developed seems like the wrong word because obviously they're masters of evil and agony yeah. and torture themselves. But they just, it seems almost to be like a lesser. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. I, I kind of threw this idea out. So it's like the first person to jump, you had to imagine jumping, you know, like if you've never seen anybody jump, it's, you don't know if you're going to survive. Yeah, you don't know you don't what know, it's going to feel like. You don't, you could fly off into space. You don't mm-hmm. know what would happen if your both your feet leave the ground. Right. Well, I mean, until Galileo invented gravity, humans could fly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, it takes that, that creative flair um, of, actually thinking the oh, risk what? it's the risk yeah, uh, i'm gonna try to jump and see what happens where you know everyone else who comes after they didn't have that original concept they've seen somebody jump they might 
come up with new ways to jump. Like, oh, instead of launching off of one foot, I'm going to launch off two. But, but in that the original end, creative yeah. thought has already been created. Like that that concept is already thing. So yeah, the original ones would have been way more like out there and like that you can't follow their train of thought because it's so unique yeah i just Um, and and i don't think this is super represented in like obviously tabletop because tabletop can't represent anything well but even in like their story i don't think they really make a distinction between like the original homunculi versus new homunculi and i think that would be a cool conflict in your story yeah because i even assume like just from what i've learned of like dark eldar is that even those original homunculi view any of the new ones as like an upstart yeah, and yeah like, you definitely would yeah like yeah, you're like you don't know a thousand year old being yeah versus like stop. a four thousand yeah. year old yeah, yeah. like weak yeah exactly That's barely just kind off of, of his mother's teeth <laughs> four thousand years rack, old barely off the rack's teeth <laughs> but that's that's kind of yeah. how i view like their like their life yeah is is how i don't know yeah that's no, what i saw yeah um, they spend millennia working on their craft, whether it's torture, flesh crafting, giving life to the half-born, or resurrecting the fallen Drakari. Uh, their secrets they learn are earned in blood and screams, and only under great exceptions are these shared with others, or even more rare with outsiders. Um, yeah, so, and that's the other thing, like, they're, they're, this isn't like a master apprentice thing where a homunculi is training uh, another homunculus and like this is the proper way to do it like they're all pretty much left to their own devices the literally uh, <laughs> well because each one experiences pleasure. never leave a dark eldar alone with his device <laughs> <laughs> yeah kill them yeah. right kill the kill the xeno yeah um but each each one's journey and like pleasure and fulfillment is separate from another yeah and no it's like mark and i aren't going to get the same pleasure from making the same incision like mark <laughs> prefers to like make a cut i'm a horizontal you're a vertical right exactly <laughs> like we're we experience we want to do things differently in our own way that we've developed yeah, yeah so yeah. there's differences be, like you can be like ah yes like i removed the brain and put it here and mark's like uh oh, touche my chap like, i removed the body and uh, keep the brain here. yeah exactly like <laughs> like there's that things which we assume they share and talk about but in the end like your craft is your own it's your personal style yeah but having said that you know it's 40k there's always going to be exceptions and uh the one cool exception we found to this like this uh keeping your secrets is uh fulgrim of the emperor's children fabius bile fabius bile i mean yeah sorry um actually went and trained with the homunculus and was taught kind of these flesh crafting secrets a couple of them yeah 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 not all of them but yeah there are super rare exceptions out there where if you really wanted to tell a story of the master homunculi and his apprentice, you could. It's out there. It is. But just don't make yourself a, what's it called? A, what's the male version of the Mary Sue? John Doe. Gary Stu. Gary Stu. Yeah, oh. just don't make yourself a Gary Stu where all of a sudden you're like, I created these men that are the most powerful in the universe. Yeah, just you never want to be that guy. You never want to be that guy or the spell checker guy. This <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. really is seeped into the your... The grammar Nazi. The grammar Nazi. You never want to be those guys. <laughs> yeah, so they are very secretive people. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about their appearance. Um, no two homunculi look alike. Their modifications that they apply are each as bizarre and twisted as the mind that imagined it. Mm, dirty. Dirty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Their bodies are so old and twisted that they can no longer benefit from the youthful invigoration of souls that the younger Dark Eldar enjoy. So no matter how many souls they torture and consume, they can't like 
get back that youthful appearance. Yeah. It's also said that um, a lot of them remove, like, their lips. Really? Yeah. So they're, like, they're constantly, like, showing their teeth mm. in, like, a rictus, like, smile. Like, you don't know if they're smiling or whatever because they're just... <laughs> I wish I knew a mouth of sour online. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the camera when you need it? Um, yeah. I think they also remove their eyelids. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. Crazy world. Crazy world. <laughs> so they don't waste time sleeping or what? I don't, I truly don't think they need to sleep. If I had to guess. Well, not anymore. Not without your eyelids. So while each monkey eye looks completely different, some might like morph themselves into like these hulking beasts other ones might like turn themselves into like a weird spider type creature but there does Um, seem to be a uniformity in sense of a fashion that might have been a holdover from ancient eldar yeah um which is the perfect segue for the next point it is common for homunculus to remove their internal organs and relocate them to their back covering them in a protective layer of muscle so like, that's like your lungs, your heart, your stomach, yeah. your intestines. Everything is just taken out of this general area uh-huh. and placed right there on your back, Jordan. That's a good spot to put it. That seems like <laughs> like bad planning. <laughs> well, no. So one of the reasons why they do this is it's easier to uh, experiment and manipulate and uh, drug your organs if they're more accessible you okay. don't have to, open don't have to go cage. through rib cages yeah. or anything like that or like snake like avoid the heart by hitting the lung to hit the lungs or something like yeah. everything is just ready for you yeah um another one could be uh it's more it's relocated to the back because it's easier to defend your back than on the front you know you can get shot in the stomach then a thousand times and it's like well it's just because that's true yeah that, Interesting. yeah that one seems Weird to me. Another th- thought that I could have is so a lot of times they add extra limbs to themselves. Yeah. Well, it's easier to connect them to like the blood sources and the oxygen sources if they're all just right on your back and that's where you're adding Stop the limbs, people. right? <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, I'm just keep you. touching people. Yeah. <laughs> oof, oof. Oh, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> he does. I, I just like worked on my back yesterday, too. Oh, nice. so like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, put uh. your pants back on. <laughs> Worked on his back. Now he needs his legs done. <laughs> so uh, when they remove this internal, so they remove all their internal organs, right? Yeah. And they put them on their back. This makes the midsection of the homunculus look eerily thin, and it's described as being waspish, which you'll hear a couple more times in this episode. So like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're sucking their own penis. Um, and and they don't. Put- <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. They re- actually remove the penis and, and put it on it. their back. <laughs> no, they implant it in their in their cheek. <laughs> they can so. always be sucking their own dick. <laughs> uh, and they put like metal corsets, like they bind them around their spines. And um, this could be uh, just a simple byproduct of the fact that they're removing their limbs yeah, if and you have everything. Nothing to keep up your body. Yeah, so they're like putting something there to protect it, or. Yeah. Uh, and it's a throwback to the ancient fashion trends of the pre-fall Eldar, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like yeah. if, if anyone wanted to keep it up, it would be these guys who yeah. have been around for so long. Hmm. So They experimented everything except fashion sense. No, they found the perfect one. They found the perfect fashion yeah, sense. Remove all your internal organs and <laughs> put, put it them on, on your, your back. back. <laughs> That's it. Hmm. You did it. So another very common modification is the adding of limbs Oof. we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, these limbs would be grown and shaped by the homunculus themselves, 
for a very specific purpose, whether that is in the field of battle or in the lab. Yeah, it, it's described too that they'll have like a selection of limbs that, you know, they'll like attack. flesh closets like they'll just open <laughs> yeah. them up and there's just limbs upon I limbs think, i think it's flesh libraries as oh they, yeah you're right flesh libraries oh my God. They have like <laughs> libraries like ah yes today i'll go for this limb yeah <laughs> yeah and oh, there's my my favorite shooting up limb <laughs> no exactly yeah. like this there's one, my scalpel fingers like that's that's so cool to think of like yeah. you, then they have to grow these limbs and everything and and so it takes like yeah. serious like yeah. knowledge to like build these limbs and the more complicated the you want the limb to i'm married perform. to this limb you can only imagine <laughs> what, what, what its, its function is. is it's a flashlight <laughs> but it's an actual flesh anyway. <laughs> um jordan likes that no, thank you. <laughs> Hand check. Yeah. Whoa, Hand Jordan. Check. Jordan, put your pants back on. Lo- <laughs> keeping my loins warm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So they'll just have a bunch of different selection of limbs and they'll add and remove them. And, you know, when they're going into the battle, they're definitely going to be bringing their battle limbs. <laughs> Good yourself up for war. <laughs> the only limit to the modification is the imagination of the homunculus. They are so prodigi- prodigious in the craft that they can and will create practically anything. Yeah, there's not really like a, a limit to what they can create. They've been yeah. doing it for so long. They can break so many barriers that we would consider impossible. They can yeah. graft anything. Do they have flesh ships? Absolutely, yeah. they do. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, flesh fortresses and shit. Yeah, they like fly and like walk and move and everything. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing that the homunculus share among their kind, and that's a disdain for being, uh, a disdain for beings that are forced to walk upon the ground. The core of a homunculi rarely, if ever, will touch the ground. Instead, operating or opting to slither on elongated spines, hover on uh, sponsor, suspenser, suspenser, crystals, or even borne aloft by writhing nests of uh, hemovores, hemovores. It's a very strange thing to be prejudiced <laughs> about. <Yeah. laughs> Those assholes walking. It, it, it's like, I think it's like a, like it's an elevation, right? They elevate themselves above what the yeah. laymen have to do. Yeah. Right. It, and it's, it doesn't really offer any benefit other than the fact that they do it yeah. and it no one cool. else does. <laughs> yeah. It does look cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just get the picture of like, think, uh, spider-man when he has like iron spider-man when he has like the limbs come out of his back like the metallic limbs or and, just like, doc Skinner. ock or doc ock sure yeah but i was thinking spider-man well you would <laughs> because you like him you loser <laughs> doc ock is the better character <laughs> so much more depth into his backstory <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i can just picture that like the homunculus like having these like arms that just like like going out of their back and oh. it, that's the perfect example yeah. like he created dark arc, like they created these arms and they attached them and now they work as part of it like that's yeah. exactly what a homunculus yeah. would do right very gross very gross <laughs> yeah all right that's uh that's that's about everything yeah. that's everything about them yeah their appearance it can be anything that's everything that's everything we're done we covered every detail <laughs> mm-hmm that's half a page of Let's Can them for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> All our knowledge. Uh, so while the uh, the purpose of the homunculi are to, you know, grow the half-born and to resurrect the dead, that's not what they 
that's a byproduct. That's mm-hmm. that's an afterthought. That's them. a service they provide. That's a th- service, yeah. What they're actually passionate about, though, yes, is... Yes, what uh, they truly this enjoy. This is what they enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's their calling. This is their calling. <laughs> it's their raison d'etre. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, their their true passions lie elsewhere. Yes, the homunculus exists to witness and give pain and agony to others. Their joy is found in the chorus of screams of their victims, as well as the visual stimulus of watching those under their knife writhe in agony. Mm, delicious, yeah. delicious, delicious they torture. Like they and some homunculi have developed such singular tastes that they will only kill a specific species or even a specific age. So you know. I, Goes without saying that the dark elder probably have a lot of like fetishes, and <laughs> yes, and uh, that kind yes. of thing, and that's kind of what this is hinting at. Uh, there's a mention of a homunculus that would only consume the distilled essence of the liver of a courageous human planetary governor, <laughs> <laughs> and only there would he be fulfilled. So, yeah. like that, that just shows you how particular <laughs> they've. Like learned to like be when you live for ten thousand years, <laughs> refined, yeah. yeah. And, and what's crazy too is like they they season their food with these different essences. <laughs> so this one adds a nice courage flavor to. Yeah, you. like they literally have yeah. like they have such taste, but that they feel they can taste joy yeah. and courage. They they can taste these things oh. that are, when they're in abundance in the the slave that they're distilling down. Yeah. Like they know like, ah, like courage is found in the spleen and joy <laughs> is found in this. And like that's, that they've turned it into like a science the for them. The eyeballs are just for texture. They don't have a flavor. Right, but it's like, just that's, thing. it has a, a real smoky, <laughs> courageous <Yeah>. aftertaste. <laughs> and, and this isn't to like keep them alive at all. No, this, this is, is just, purely for enjoyment. They, they take this distilled flavor and they'll put it on a piece of their food and yeah. they will enjoy the food. Yeah, it goes back to like the whole pleasure cults things and always like trying to get that new it, experience. experience. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's yeah. everything and yeah. sense have every iota of sensation that yeah. the universe can give you. Yeah. And of course, they just like to share those experiences with others by torturing them. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You're going to give me so much pleasure. And in return, I was... oh, that's very generous. Of them. They're very generous. <laughs> yes. There's a, a story of a homunculus and um, the only drink he truly enjoys is uh, it's like a, a champagne flute. But instead of champagne, he puts the tears of like uh, some specific race and he'll like the he tears of liberals <laughs> <laughs> liberal cocks but like there's like he'll I torture I don't think they'd be into that because there's so many you know it's like oh, it's if, not very rare yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's not, not very particular uh, yeah. there's just okay, oceans of them on every world where Terrans live <laughs> but yeah like that's he truly enjoys like the tears and that's the only actual drink he finds like satisfaction out of so it's weird it's pretty wild <laughs> So because of this passion, the skill set they have developed has left every other inhabitant of Kamorag in complete and utter terror of them. Yeah. They are truly evil. Yeah. Like they're like what they their their purpose is and what they do and how they do it is considered like the most evil in Kamora. Yeah. 
somebody definitely gets off by cutting people's fingers off and then like eating it in front of their victim like, or forcing the victim to, to eat, eat it, to eat it right yeah, or exactly. like but getting then, a family and forcing like the family like it just it, yeah whatever level of depravity you yeah. can think of but I, these guys do it i have to dis- dispute this uh, idea that the inhabitants of Kamora are in utter fear of them because based on your description of Kamora. <laughs> like you're never not in utter fear if you're living in Kamora. There is a truth what's, to that. What's the difference? <laughs> but it's like, would you rather be caught by a gang of reavers or would you rather be caught by a homunculus? I guess the reavers would kill you quickly. You're right. right. Like the homunculus, like you have no, like you can't even imagine what level of pain they can give you. Reavers, you can quantify it. Like, oh, they're going to chop me up into little pieces and then Make whatever. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. A homunculus is going to do it and then he's going to resurrect me and then he's going <laughs> to do it again, again. and then For he's going to resurrect exactly like yeah. what's worse right yeah. like so there is like a fear of them that is greater than other things yeah another passion of the homunculi is in the creation of their uh, monstrosities because they view themselves above other mortals they create beings to fulfill mundane mundane duties for them such as babysitting <laughs> And going to war. We kind of mentioned so mundane. before. Mundane, yes. I love the idea of Dark Eldar's hiring a, a Monculus babysitter. <laughs> well, it's, uh, th- this was more of a throwback joke to the fact that um, when they're building their half-born, once they are born, like imagine he's like batched 5,000 like babies. Like The homunculus isn't looking after them. He just gets his racks to there's, do that. There's probably some homunculus that specializes in creating uh, like babysitter. Uh, um, they also like going on long walks in dark alleys of Cormora and watching the reavers fly above them. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds nice. relaxing. They have it's some peaceful. simple pleasures. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about homunculi creations. Yeah, like they are masters of uh, flesh. They literally just like grow entire beings or take existing ones and turn them into these other crazy fucking flesh monstrosities. Yeah, mold, mold muscle and tissue to whatever yeah. shape they desire yeah. to hold whatever instruments they want. So, yeah. Yeah. What they're masters of the, the biological. Yeah. yeah. So the most common thing that uh, homunculi will make uh, are called racks. Racks are dark Eldar slaves used by the homunculi to fill all manner of purposes. And this goes back to that babysitting. They go to war. You know, they might just help. It's in surgery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything and anything. There's They're one like that just Igor goes, kind of <laughs> characters. Yeah. But, but useful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their bodies are flesh changed and steroid ridden often having gone through surgeries to rearrange their internal organs for better access. Mm-hmm. You got to have good access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> access is very important. <laughs> <laughs> their limbs are often shaped to specific purposes, like we said, jerking off, mm-hmm. with some racks even sporting multiple appendages. Like they have like some uh, arms they've crafted where like the inside of the palm is just like super like you know leathery it can withstand the constant <laughs> friction sure <laughs> but it also secretes a lube yeah at the same time and i can only imagine that a dark eldar eldar's dick is like really spiky <laughs> it's like a cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's canon yeah 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 um they commonly wear a slitted mask covering their whole face and also have the waspish waist that their masters wear yeah. so if you look at their models even you can see it's all like tight tucked in like 
It's a weird little corset. Yeah. Racks are bound to their creator and have uh, have next to no say in their day to day lives. Yeah. This could be a done a couple different ways. We kind of just spitballed ideas. Yeah, it could literally be like they put like a pheromone uh, secretor in the homunculus and then all the racks have like the sensor or whatever. So they like feed off that pheromone that they're putting out. Are racks kind of like Frankensteins or not really? No, no, no. no they're not. They are. They were dark Eldar slaves that have just been modified. Okay. But they're not like a uh, stitched together. So they're, they're like uh, the empire. The Imperium has like uh, servitors, servitor cyborgs that are like, is it kind of like that or closer, but not fully. Okay. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're because they like, they still have like, they have brains still like they, they have next to no say, but that doesn't mean they, they have no independence. Yeah. Right. It just means like for whatever reason, like right now they're, they've been chemically like subdued i mean i imagine that dark eldar learn how to perform a frontal leucotomy in like kindergarten i don't think these guys have done that though or at really least, no, no um at the very least in one particular coven that we'll talk about later like racks are really important so the the racks seem more like they are slaves but this last aspect that we're going to talk about um so I'll just say it right now. The most disturbing aspect of Rackhood is that they all volunteer to be changed uh. into them. They've given up on the boring life of a dark Eldar. So they view their life as like, ah, I've seen everything. Like, I'm going to go experience something else now. So they volunteer to be a Rack. Do any of yeah. you guys listen to a uh, Savage Love cast? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so, uh, in, in, I don't either. But uh, <laughs> in S&M yeah. parlance, the, the Racks are the bottoms of... Uh, these relationships or the subs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is kind of the idea. They're like willingly being slaves because <laughs> that's ends yeah. up being the kind of thing that gets them off at and the that, end of the day. That very well could be like what it is here. This rack, like I, you could make a decision. Like I want to be like changed and shaped and everything. And a homunculus will do that for you. Or the other is just, I want to be around people who experience new things. Cause inevitably like, you, you have adventures. Yeah, you would. Like and, you participate in the tortures, you participate yeah. in the surgeries. Yeah. Like you're you'll, still you. You'll as benefit a from like whatever wealth your homunculus. Yeah, absolutely. Has, right? Like you'll the, probably be living in his flesh castle. Yeah, like he's shaping your like limbs. His castle so. made out of infant teeth. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's what he likes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> but the volunteer, the volunteer is a very big deal. Yeah. Because it changes kind of like how you view them completely. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Oof. Don't. <laughs> it would not, uh, zero out of 10 would not volunteer again. No. To be a rack. <laughs> Did it once, once? Once was enough. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So racks are pretty crazy. They just do everything, you know, they, they're just there. The servants. So maybe I was jumping the gun with my Frankenstein. Cons- yes, there he was. I was gonna go to. Yes, is grotesques? The, the, are they the Frankenstein? <laughs> that they is would much be, yeah. more or the Frankenstein monsters. I should yeah. say Frankenstein's yeah. monster. So, unlike the racks, uh, becoming a grotesque is not a voluntary process, and it's usually reserved for prisoners, victims, and enemies. Mm-hmm. And I imagine if you just like need a lot of labor done, you might just go on a random raiding party and somewhere in the slums of Kimora. Do they raid in Kimora? hundred percent. Becoming a grotesque is a long process and ends with you becoming a towering monstrosity of flesh. Uh, like they're, they're tall. 
and there can be no limit to their size. Like, yeah, yeah. I, there's also there doesn't need to be a, a logical explanation for how they look either. You yeah, don't yeah. have to have two legs and a body and two arms. Yeah, yeah. I think in Skyrim, in one of the expansion packs, um, they have essentially grotesques as as one of the monsters that you have to fight, and uh, it's very unpleasant <laughs> trying to <laughs> get up <laughs> close and personal and intimate with this <laughs> intimate giant <laughs> reeking. Well, I mean, if you want to go up and well, if you're put something, for a wife and it's for science. It's if you want to put something hard inside somebody's <laughs> body. <laughs> A sword. A sword. Yes. I consider yeah. that intimate. Or whatever you're into. <laughs> you know. Uh. So the, the victim is injected with growth elixirs, macro steroids, and muscle stimulants. As well, their, bro- their bone growth is driven to hyperactivity. Appendages are normally removed to re- be replaced with weapons of war, such as maces or clubs or whatever you want. Yeah, and, and this would be another key difference between grotesques and raxes. Grotesques are usually just like enforcers. They're not helping insert or surgery. I or think this like lends that. like the brain activity of a grotesque versus a rack. Exactly. A rack needs to be like aware. Uh, yeah, they need Conscious, to be focused focus. and everything because they're helping like torture and like the last thing a homunculi wants is like a homunculus wants is like a wasted experiment, right? And if a rax ca- like slip up causes like their patient to die, what a waste, yeah, right? So Wait, the they, the rack needs to be. Do you think Dark Eldar really, even if they are performing medicine, ever really look at it as a patient, or is it just a <laughs> no, subject? It's a, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not a patient. Not a patient. I imagine that word doesn't exist in the Dark Eldar <laughs> tongue. <laughs> Yeah, so grotesques are just are victim. Just victim. Yeah, so friend. grotesques are uh, well, friend. Same thing for a dark elf. Exactly. Yeah, victim and friend. It's the same word. <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah. So grotesques, they're just used for war. They're uh, they're they're enforcers. So uh, grotesque also has uh, the completion of the process is the lot lobotomization of the victim. Removing their independence and allowing the homunculus complete control of their creation. So that's another huge difference. Is that, yeah, they're actually yeah, lobotomized. As I was imagining yeah. with the racks. Yeah. And being a, the, the psych nerd that I am, I'm really interested in how similar the lobotomy process for Dark Eldar would be to humans. Because <laughs> there are like a, a bunch of different ways, though, that you can lobotomize yeah, a person. I like, I like going in through the nose. Right. You can go in through the nose. <laughs> yeah. The the easiest way is to go in. I don't like the easy way through the ear, through the, the corner of your eye yeah. uh-huh. into the frontal lobes, and then they get a little hammer, uh-huh. and they the surgeon taps it. Tap 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 tap. tap. Uh-huh. <laughs> now it's in your frontal lobe, and now they go <laughs> and just scramble it like eggs. There's that. <laughs> there's actually a neurosurgeon. He was doing this as late as the 50s in the U.S. Who had a van. Oh yeah, he's the traveling guy. And he would yeah. travel. He was the guy yeah. who invented this this it's surgery. It's crazy how yeah. often they did it too back and, then. And, and he, for the most ridiculous of reasons too. And he apparently 
Ah, uh, you got club foot. Get my, might as well lobotomize you. Mm-hmm. Or you, you might be a little dangerous. Maybe at some point in your life. That's okay. I think he might have been German too. By the way, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Who took the American dream, and <laughs> moved to the states, and made it big, lobotomizing people. But anyway, he would actually make a show of it, and he would like yeah. time himself. And uh, rumor has it he even did two people at once a couple of times Jeez. because he'd done so many of these that he could just like. Bam, bam. Yeah, you could literally was, do it in like 30 seconds. I listened to a podcast once about it, and it was pretty it's, wild. What it is done. rank. It yeah. is as bad as any of the stuff we've been talking about so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's pretty the hardcore. original homunculi. <laughs> I think we found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. That's a grotesque. Yeah. It's Up next, we got uh, the Talos Pain Engine. It's a semi-sentient, part organic, part mechanical monster. Yeah, and this is crazy because this is like made. This isn't using like grotesques and racks. They actually use. They come from existing. a base. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is fully. These are grown. Yeah. Uh, they are the peak of homunculus creations and are used as both guard creatures as well as mobile torture you chambers. Keep fucking up. <laughs> the I'm plural and singular. <laughs> I I can barely read. Don't give me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, what gives? Actually, this is pretty impressive, Mark. <laughs> I've been studying, man. I've been. Uh... It's the text is even facing the right way. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just because the cord plugged in. There, oh, okay. So I got lucky on that end. So during battle, a Talos will feed on their victims layer by layer, and they're given tools and arms and guns, like yeah. in order to do this. And they'll remove like the layer by layer. like they'll remove your skin, and then they'll remove <laughs> your your muscle, mm-hmm. and they'll remove your nerves or whatever. And they'll just go layer by layer, and extracting everything. On your bones. Yeah. Until they've extracted like your very essence, which they will hold, yeah. and this will be fed upon later by uh, the Dark Eldar. Uh, by the homunculus specifically. Yes, yes, yes. By yeah. their master. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just basically, yeah. Crazy. But these are huge things. Machine. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, if, if you look at them, they, they kind of have, like, a scorpion feel yeah, um, sure. to them. In terms of, like, they, there's a main body with a bunch, bunch of legs everywhere and then, like, a large tail that, like, kind of curves yeah, I think even, like, and arcs back over. Do they have school model? Like, uh, insectoid armor? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a carapace of, type deal. Yeah. Um, but their original model was essentially a scorpion. Like, it looked like a scorpion yeah. uh, before they got an updated model. And, the like, when I was first looking at them, I didn't really have, like, a scale in, like, the art. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, mobile torture chamber. That's dumb. Like, they can't, they can't fit yeah, a like human on their, their back. Model. But uh, uh, they are actually more. large enough to fit. Like, I imagine, like, their carapace on their back opens up. Yeah. And there's literally, like, a room inside them yeah. that they'll place... Like some victims, like, like more like a coffin, more like a coffin than a room. Sure. Yeah. 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 Full of like needles and and torture things and just you know, wet walls. Yeah. They'll just, just like, extract your uh, fucking wet. Walls. I imagine Kimura is very wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's moist <laughs> and yeah. humid too yeah. because people are just constantly like fucking and sweating. And it's like <laughs> part of the atmosphere is yeah. f- vaporized fuck sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a shower after this episode. <laughs> it's brutal. Get all that Scrub metal off yeah. to purel my brain. <laughs> so there's a variant of the Talos Pain Engine. Uh, it's more just like a. It's it's more just another type of. Uh, 
it looks part very organic, similar. part yeah. semi-sentient, part mechanical creation that they make. It's just equipped very differently. Yeah. And it's called the Kronos Parasite. And uh, it appears very similar, but will absorb life energies of the enemies around it to bolster Dark Eldar with the energy. So basically, yeah, yeah it sucks in people's souls to some degree. And then the Dark Eldar are able to feast off those, like that. Quote, unquote, souls. Yeah, exactly. Energies, life force. Aura. Yeah. And then, yeah, so where one is made more for destruction, the the Kronos the Parasite is made more for, like, support. Through destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a good feeling to have your soul suck. I doubt it. But who's to say? It might. It might feel great. You just got to find a girl who's, you know, really knows what, what she's doing mm. <laughs> around a <the> soul. <laughs> she really knows her way around a soul. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> the uh, last thing we're going to talk about for their creations is flesh monstrosities. And this is anything and everything that they'll create that doesn't fall into the really the grotesque category. Because racks are very, like, they're very particular. So are Talos, Pain Engines, and Kronos. Yeah. So grotesques are, like, whatever you want made out of these people. Flesh monstrosities are taking everything that they have and putting it to the next level. Yeah, literally, like, a flesh monstrosity could uh, be like your flesh castle exactly it could be that honeycomb flesh wall um, yeah like you have the thing is you have to grow that right yeah you can't just like build it it has to be grown and manipulated by your skills so a flesh monstrosity is like a it's like a very general category it's a catch-all kind of yeah the we talked earlier about how fabius bile um studied under the a poor a specific coven i think it was the coven of the 12 actually Hmm. and um when they found out that he was sharing their secrets, yeah. they like marshaled their forces and it says they brought life to their flesh monstrosities, these fortresses of theirs that maneuvered their way towards them. They had pitched battle versus Fabius Bile where their monstrosities were like <laughs> firing things and like stomping everything. It's like, like imagine like an organic knight. Yeah. Right. Or like even bigger. Like, what about an organic titan? Yeah. Like exactly. th- that's what these guys are creating. Yeah. In their lairs. Once again, like the only limit to this is their imagination. Like, that's they yeah. make whatever the fuck they want for whatever purpose they desire. Worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But th- that's like a flesh monstrosity. You can yeah. think of these massive, massive creations. You guys know Homestar Runner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I can't remember which which one it was. But in some. Halloween special, I think. Somebody's dressed up as something very disgusting. And <laughs> Homestar's like, oh, hello, monstrosity. <laughs> I just uh-huh. imagine Homestar fighting the, the Dark Elder. <laughs> That's how it would go. <laughs> oh, hello, monstrosity. <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you. So, um, different homunculi, they have different views on the world and different beliefs. So, they have what are called disciplines and there could be, you know, a huge variety of different uh, disciplines. Uh, so over the millennia, homunculi have developed their own belief system. And while there could be uh, infinite differing ideas, there also exists a few that seem to adopt into their philosophies of pain. Mm-hmm. A few common ones. So we're going to go over those right now. Yeah. Um, some of them just have more information than the others as well. Yeah. So apparitions... Uh, these homunculi make their lairs with mirrors and enjoy the capture of truly vain beings. Yeah. This is a story of like a, in like one lair, uh, they built like an inverted pyramid and it was suspended from the ceiling and it's just all mirrors and they would place uh, like slaves inside of it 
And um, so it's all mirrors and it's just full of traps and stuff. And so they would watch these people try and navigate their way through this maze yeah. and they all eventually will die horrifically <laughs> and everything and, and full of like despair and yeah. the hope crushed out of them. And these um, Dark Eldar just sit outside and watch. Yeah. And that's all they do. Yeah. I can also imagine too, like, so they like to capture the vein when they're looking in the mirrors or whatever. And then I can just imagine them torturing the vein person by like, Oh, you ha- you think you got the perfect body? Like I'm gonna destroy that that perfection yes. in you, little bit by little bit, yeah, until exactly. you hate what you are. And and I'm then gonna it- turn you into a, a monstrosity, <laughs> a flesh monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> but then I bet the uh, the homunculi themselves, since they're such masters of flesh, and they're thousands and thousands of years old. Um, I imagine they're really good at plastic surgery as well. So to make that sort of torture of the vein person even worse. They could probably turn you into the most hideous, ugly thing imaginable. And then it doesn't, free, it doesn't even oh. need to plead plastic surgery. They will just change your body. But then just restore you back to normal and like trick you and be like, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then just capture Whatever you Whatever torture yeah. they do want. Do it all over do. again. There's also yeah. a couple mentions that we were reading of mirror dimensions. And I'm not entirely certain. I couldn't really find a lot of information. So the on one this. dimension you have a mustache and a goatee, and then the <laughs> other dimension you don't. That's how you know which one is evil. Uh, but yeah, there, there seems to be some important aspect of how mirrors um, and how Dark Eldar can navigate through like mirrors and like di- dimensions. Like it's there seems to be something beyond just what we know and physically understand as mirrors. I just couldn't. Are find, you sure? Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to read some Dark Eldar it, novels now. I, it was I weird. I couldn't find any concrete Yeah, thing. I thought it was more just like pocket dimensions. I didn't know there was actually like a mirror. Well, it just, dimension. there was, there's, the mirror seemed to be like a portal to what they wanted to do. Like, sure, like you can create a pocket sure. dimension and like you open it with like a button on your wrist. Sure. But there like seemed to be something special specifically with mirrors. And it seemed it would seem Lord to fit. Doing the research. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't find it. I, I couldn't. I, I, I bet there there is though because... Again, this is uh, drawing on my strange arcane knowledge. Uh-huh. It's going to be another uh, weird digression. <laughs> but uh, mirrors are also um, important in, again, a lot of those like Western magical traditions yeah. of like m- you meditate by just like staring at your reflection sure. in the mirror for a long time. And eventually the idea that it can also steal part of you. And- but like it makes you dissociate from your body, right? Like your sense of self starts to dissolve as <clears> you stare into the mirror especially if you like drop a bunch of acid before doing it or something <laughs> well i mean and there's tropes that helps everything <laughs> yeah. yeah so the next one we have nemesines they're an offshoot the oh, orig- that's ever nemesine yeah, oh i'm reading ahead yeah so nemesines uh this discipline focuses on the destruction of all mortal races uh, they focus on learning the death secrets of every living creature. If life can be ended, they will do it in the most effective way possible. Yeah. They know you got a peanut allergy and they're going to take advantage <laughs> of that. Yeah. They know that like there's this one gas, like no human can survive. So they'll just yeah. flood a planet with gas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they'll they'll remove something from the atmosphere on like a specific planet that they know this creature needs to survive, so it'll just kill it. So I'm going to put my nickel down here as the resident metal expert and say that the Nemesines are maybe the most metal 
subcategory uh, of, of Dark Eldar. <laughs> I wouldn't do it yet. Just it's, wait. That's yeah. pretty There's metal. some other ones out know. there. I am reading the Ever Nemesines, and they're pretty good. But I mean, Hold on till we get to Scarlet Epicurean. Okay. That's, that's what I think <laughs> you really You think enjoy. they're going to be the most metal? I, yeah. <laughs> From what I don't understand about metal. Because <laughs> metal can't just be gross. No. Like, that's part of it. But part of it is also this very, like, uh, hyper-violent, extreme, toxic masculinity <laughs> <laughs> of, like, we're just killing. That's all we are. We're killing machines. Do you yeah. want to do Ever Nemesines? I do. I would all love right. to. They are an offshoot of Nemesines, obviously. And these homunculi take destruction a step further. Instead of destroying mortal beings and bodies, they attempt to, to destroy more esoteric ideas such as hope, joy, or other uplifting emotions. Yeah. So this is like the death metal bands who um, the members of the bands are also really good jazz musicians. <laughs> and, so, and so they can get like real, real funky and esoterically mm. music. It's not just like punching you in the face with, yeah, yeah. with blast beats for nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're said that they wage wars on entire sectors and they attempt to destroy hope. So they yeah. don't really care about killing the individuals yeah, inside it. I like yeah. that. They just want to deny hope to like, crush the yeah. soul of every single they're person They're looking at, at hope as the thing that they have to kill. Yeah. So it's like... How, like that's just. I mean, like it's worse. It's almost worse than killing. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Like they how much like more person, they get more right? so much more pleasure of because they're causing so much more pain. Yeah. They they go raid a planet and they just kill newborn babies. They don't kill anything yeah. else. So it's like that planet knows that. Or they literally genetically modify every single person and they release them back and they're yeah. like, now you can never do this thing yeah, that exactly. you once like loved yeah. your whole life, right? Yeah, like they. It's not good. Yeah. There's something that is done to the Tau world, that I, or Petch, sorry, the Crute world. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. <laughs> Are you going to share it? Are we gonna uh, get uh, sure, I can. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so a couple Eldar, um, they want to learn. I don't even think it's these guys, but it just it fits really well. And they go to the Crute world because they want to learn about um, how the... Um, what are the what are the shaman the crute shamans called? Shapers. Shapers. So they want to learn how the shapers actually shape crute. So they go, they do a raid. They like obviously it's homunculi versus crute. Who wins? It's fairly obvious. Crute, it's the crute right. with the jizz hands. Yeah. Um, no, the the homunculi they annihilate like this area on, on Petch, like this homeworld. And so this the Tau hunter cadre shows up to protect them, uh, and the homunculi leave. They're just like, well, peace out. We don't need to fight. We have everything we need. Yeah. And as they leave, they cut up a bunch of bodies of Crute and they leave a message for the Tau. And I can't remember exactly. Let the feast begin. Yes. Oh, welcome to the feast. Welcome to the feast. It was welcome to the feast uh, that they shared. And that was just so disturbing to the Tau. And the homunculi learned that it was disturbing. So now anytime they raid Tau worlds, they leave messages in bodies like that. For yeah. the Tau. Yeah. Which is they're just fucking with an entire race <laughs> in an attempt to like demoralize and destroy them. Like, yeah. like that's such a. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They are the most evil that evil can possibly yeah, exactly. be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think that's ever Nemesines. It just it fit really well yeah. with that. Like we're destroying your idea and your courage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So the next one is Valethi. Uh, these arrogant homunculi take part in real space raids purely to showcase their superiority. So Ooh, they, they just I modify am. yeah themselves to the, the, the peak level of excellence. I imagine these guys would kind of be like 
take the professional wrestling approach to uh, rating. You know, they'd be very flamboyant mm. and sure, really yeah. make a show of it. They're yeah. proving that they're better than you. Yeah. Toying with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Next one. Phoenix. Phoenix. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> when did you get here? <laughs> I'm just soaking it all in, brother. Oh, I know. He's in his refractory period now. <laughs> A hidden discipline. This idea revolves around the destruction of the Eldar race and the subsequent revival through the death god Yanid. They believe they will rule the new Eldar race after they completely sacrifice them to Yanid. This is an interesting aspect, actually. Um, so Yanid, if you don't know, is the new Eldar god of death that god of mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. that Yvrain is trying to resurrect. Yeah, through um, like the accumulation, she's trying to shove so many souls together. Yeah, and to create this being uh, of just a warp being, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. warp being the incarn. To, to fight. Um, yeah. And the incarn is like its current manifestation yeah. right now. Yeah. So, so these guys, they kind of subscribe to that idea. Like, but they ah, take it one step further. Yes, they want to completely annihilate every single Eldar. They don't want to just get enough souls to put together a Yanid. Yeah. They want to kill everything. Yeah. Every single Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's risky business for them. Uh, and so there like are a lot uh, of enemies when you're trying to kill everything. Right, exactly. Like they're trying to kill other homunculi and, and like Vect, they would kill all the Cabals and all the Camorites. Uh, all the craft world Eldar and even all the Exodites, literally every single Eldar, yeah. they want to annihilate in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, specifically, so Yanid can be raised, and then they can rule over the new birth of the Eldar as they see what happen. Yeah. Um, and so they stay secret, so they aren't destroyed by those they wish to sacrifice. Yeah. The interesting thing is that a lot of other Eldar actually share a view of this, and it said like there's not even, as hardcore, but definitely share yes. an aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, so it's even said like uh, like there's some Camorites who share it. There's even some like leaders of craft worlds who yeah. also subscribe to the idea of we need yeah. to birth the need to save our race. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. And then yeah, these guys are, they just take it that step further. They're like, oh, okay, we'll kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. like that'll make it happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I'll, I'll take Scarlet Epicurean. Do it. Since, Did you read uh, it? I have. Since okay. your contention is that they're the most metal, and I disagree. All right. I'm still going with my, uh, what was it, the Nemesines? Ever Nemesines. Or the Nemesines, yeah. They're, they're the most metal. There's um, a very a very niche subgenre of uh, black metal called uh, depressive suicidal black metal. <laughs> and so the, these bands... Have names like "Make a Change, Kill Yourself." Mm. <laughs> oh my god! And like that's what they that's what they sing ah. about about suicide. <laughs> All right, so that's these guys. And so that's basically the Scarlet Epicureans. It is pretty metal, but I don't think it's the most metal. Is the it's the as, naturists as we'll inclusively metal? But go on. Tell so anyway, us about them. Scarlet Epicureans. So like all homunculi, they sup death as a fine wine, but these ones in particular seek death out. So I imagine this means that, like, they're essentially killing themselves. They want to die, yes. For fun. Yeah. And, Potentially, yeah. And they have a buddy who's going to bring them back, is, I imagine. We are, we're going to go into homunculi resurrection at some point. Oh, is it different than regular Slightly Eldar? Slightly different, Oh, yeah. interesting. That's that's just what I was, uh, but, yeah. so they view We'll go death. into it after you read the rest of these, because I don't think it's on our notes otherwise. But. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. maybe not. 
So they, they view death as the only real experience left to them and will seek out new ways to experience it. Yeah, they're going, you know... <laughs> They're constantly inventing new ways to die in themselves, but they're also constantly going to attack people to learn new ways. Like if if there's an alien race they've never fought before, they want to go learn, all right, what is it like to die at the hands of this race, Yeah, right? What what weapons do they have that can kill me? Yeah, they'll go and they'll sit in like the, what is that crazy ant with the bullet ants? They'll go sit in a bullet ant hive and just like get eaten alive to Mm. feel the most painful way to die. So it's like there's even like a the particular moment of dying is is what like that that instant where you go yeah. from alive to dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're, they're like. That's they're the experience this, that yeah. they're seeking. Yeah. So do we know like is is there any sense that they're they're doing this so that they can like gain more power or do do stuff on the other no. side of it's, death i think no, it's, it's purely just, a yep. sensation like okay. i want to i want to know what it was like to do that they're yeah. hedonists like the rest of the, yeah. the dark yeah. eldar and, right and now if you read that you'd think well that, that's a pretty there can't be a lot of these guys if they're always killing themselves but the heart the homunculus have a special way to bring themselves back where they actually will leave parts of their souls yeah so they're I, yeah so I have, they, they are so good at their science, their craft, that they've actually learned ways to separate their own soul. Yeah. And so they leave a portion of their soul behind in That's like what I, special areas. I figured they'd be doing. Yeah, yeah, every time they leave and then they get brought back to life through that process. Yeah. So, so they, they don't even they die, need... There's no risk to them. Yeah, there's no risk. Yeah. They can't... Unless... So the only way to destroy a homunculus is to destroy it utterly in body and spirit. So it is extremely difficult to kill a homunculus. But and, if you kill its... If you kill its spirit, though, or its body, then its spirit is just a ghost, right? But its spirit exists as like so. Souls is a weird thing, or is it bound kind of like we, a, a lich? Do you know what a lich really is? Quantify. So, fuck, I forget what it's called. Um, they have a relic that actually can capture souls and can hold souls. Um, and I'm not talking about spirit stones. Fuck, I wish I remember. Okay, I'll come back to you. Yeah, come but, back to me. I mean, so they they'll like they break a part of their soul they put it aside it's in their lab right and then they go to battle they die and let's say their entire cell is destroyed so all their racks are gone there's no one there to bring a a part of their body back well that's okay because they've left a portion of their soul and presumably a portion of their body back behind because they can just grow things out of their body remove it right so then through that someone else will come in and resurrect them for for them right yeah Yeah. but the the whole like soul or spirit or whatever it's really hard to quantify and they haven't games workshop hasn't really like um like what does it mean to like break off your soul does it mean like you're one-fifth of who you were previously does it mean you're one-fifth of a strength like it doesn't seem to work it's more like strength like a good example is magnus the red he's been sharded and uh, yeah, he's just not <laughs> as. Is that a kinky dark Eldar sex thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> getting sharded. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just not as powerful. And there's a bunch of shards. Another good example would be like the Necron, uh, Satan, where they've been sharded. But those aren't spirits or souls. No, no, not as good. But uh, those Magnus are... definitely has been sharded, and has like he? his yeah, and With, his pa- through what? With the warp fuckery. I don't know. Mm. Because like, it doesn't seem like the homunculi become less powerful in what they're doing or less devious. There's, there's yeah. no lesson of them. They don't yeah. lose who they are yeah, as yeah, people, yeah. right? They, they've done it to other people. Yeah. Um, so there's um, aspects of what they do when they kill people. They will 
like genetically imprint fear into them as like something like for fun. And when they bring them back, that person will remember the fear that was put into them and they'll continue experiencing it beyond death. Right. And so, but normally like death is like the cutoff, like it's kind of a reset. Right. So, but for these guys, it doesn't seem like they lose anything when they die and are brought back yeah, this yeah, way. I agree with that. So th- th- that seems like a, so I don't, I don't know if that fully fits with what you're talking with Magnus. No, it's a different thing for yeah. sure. But they, we do we know. We were talking about like souls, so yeah. that's why I brought him it's up. Because of like, yeah. but yeah. we do know they the can. The size s- of their soul? Do I have, no, I have gigantic so- souls? No idea. No you know what idea. they say about big Eldar feet? <laughs> big Eldar, big, big soul Eldar stones? shoes. I mean, big, big soul stones. Yeah, big soul uh, stones. But yeah, we don't really like know exactly how it works. All we know is they leave a piece of themselves behind in the, order to be resurrected. Yeah, there are the basic of, the basic like lich concept from mythology, right? Yeah. Like you put your soul in a well, lich. A lich is a combination in of an multiple object. souls, a phylactery. Yeah, Not yeah. So the the dark elder have a bunch it. of uh, <laughs> different. Uh, items um they have one called the orb of despair uh where it's an orb a black orb that contains many souls in it and they throw it at people and it'll explode and like soul energy (laughs) so like they could use that process but just not throw their own soul at people um there's also soul traps there's archangels of pain uh there's crucibles of malediction all these things involve capturing souls so and usually harnessing so it to, to we we know they're energy, familiar with the science of manipulating souls. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So how exactly they do it, who knows? Yeah, yeah. And black cornucopians. So these homunculi believe themselves to be the masters of the galaxy, claiming ownership over all. They are masters, large scale, masters of large scale real oh, space yeah. raids and excessively plunder that which they believe is rightfully theirs. Yeah. Yeah, they just think everything is theirs for the taking. It, it goes back to that, like, they don't like people walk on the ground because, like, they're just so much above them. Like, they think everything yeah. is Kind theirs. of a holdover of previously when they were masters yeah. of, like, when they were in the Eldar race and they already had supremacy over the galaxy. Yeah. So it could be a little throwback to that. Yeah. So they're, like, the world's... Worst example of a snowflake. (laughs) How dare anyone else have this? This is mine. Mm. It belongs to me. It's all mine. I should have everything. No single child syndrome. Yeah, I'm I'm not very scared of the black cornucopians (laughs) in the same way that I should be. (laughs) The thing is, if you ever were to meet a, um, a homunculi or homunculus, most likely it's a black cornucopian because they're the ones that are actually, okay. they're the most commonly raiding the galaxy because they want everything. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I imagine they're, they're quite uh, avaricious and greedy, kind of mm-hmm. like dragons yeah, and they have exactly. gigantic <gasps> they, they have hordes pocket, of loot. Yeah, exactly. They have pocket dimensions oh, right. that they keep well stocked with supplies for, like slaves and you know tools and whatever that they can go for centuries without leaving this pocket dimension. Just a nice little summer vacation home. <laughs> This next one has got to be a death metal band name. <laughs> it has to right? be. Repugnomancers. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so these Repugnomancers, in addition to singing in death metal bands, <laughs> they uh, focus on the creation of lethal and hidden surprises. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're like the Joker, but way more deadly. <laughs> or the Riddler. <laughs> and catching their preys unawares. Yeah, traps, 
any manner of like psychological traps or even physical traps or whatever. That's their yeah. specialty. I love the way you wrote it as <laughs> hidden surprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, like surprise, <laughs> this one's hidden. Surprise, all your flesh has been flayed. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you were expecting. Not I'm gonna hang thing. you by your own retina. Surprise. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one. This one is the most metal. <laughs> All right, go for it, Marcus. Uh, naturists. Naturists believe that the sin and depravity is the path to godhood. They commit more and more heinous acts in an attempt to bleed evil into the galaxy and transcend the, and transcend the mortal plane altogether. The older natists have become so rithered and uh, decrepit that they must spend all their moments committing atrocities lest they fade away wow. completely. <laughs> so they kind of like become a, a crackhead or somebody who's severely addicted to heroin or something where they basically get to a point where they have to be doing the drug 24 hours <laughs> yeah. exactly. a day yeah. in order to not feel like they're dying. Yeah. But yeah, and the thing is like uh, in the same way that like a drug like you like uh, grow resistances to them like the like dark eldar grow resistances to their feelings and that's why they constantly have to search out new ways to feel things and new experiences so yeah. they've spent so long committing atrocious acts the next one has to be more atrocious yeah. and more evil and like their souls are just they are so disgusting because they've committed just more and more and more atrocities yeah, and you guys got into this a little bit with uh Asdrubale Vect and sort of the, the psychology kind of of being immortal and like what does that mean in terms of your sense of self and I could easily see there being a, a fair amount of dark Eldar who are tens of millennia old and have like literally been Hitler or Genghis Khan a thousand times over yeah. they don't even remember it yeah. <laughs> like they'll come up to another dark Eldar and they'll be like hey you remember that uh, Imperium planet where we sodomized the whole population <laughs> the to whole death? population <laughs> that was so awesome and he's like I don't remember that. This is so embarrassing. Yeah, that's very. <laughs> I totally don't remember that. That's guy. a very real possibility. Like, I mean, I believe that I did it. <laughs> Wait, show me a picture. Show I me do. proof. Picture didn't happen. Put it on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, these guys are the pinnacle of evil acts. Yeah. All they want to do is commit more and more atrocious acts, just in order to survive at some yeah. point. Yeah. So I would imagine a lot of these beliefs could go even into just like the dark Eldar population in general and isn't just a homunculus thought. Like some of them definitely are just homunculus thoughts like um, like the Scarlet Epicureans. But even that... No, because even regular members of Cabals can be brought back yeah, to life. Like, it's just not as safe. But like a lot of them, like the Black Cornucopians, definitely like you could see these being thoughts not just for homunculized, but just a dark Eldar in general philosophy. Yeah. It's, it's also said that... so. Like the Dark Eldar have existed in Kimura, uh as the Dark Eldar for around 12,000 years at this point. Yeah. And um, in the sorcery reading in the Codex, it says that these ideas and beliefs constantly like flux in their popularity. Hmm. So at some yeah. point, like a lot of the homunculi are like, yeah, let's focus right now on like learning the most effective way to die and like what it's like to die. And then in, you know, 300 years, it flows kind of to like a repugnomancer. Like, yeah. well, maybe now we're going to learn all about secrets yeah. and like hidden traps and lethalities. Hmm. So th there's a constant flow of what's popular in the moment. Yeah. So just, it's very, it's very possible it bleeds out into the, the population. Yeah. 
I'm just vomiting analogies today, but it, it's kind of like um, <laughs> every few every few years at uh, universities, obviously there's got to be a number one major at any given time, right? But like the amount of enrollment in specific majors will track yeah. to like what's popular in media, especially like there's the well-documented CSI effect where it's like <laughs> how many people even knew what a crime scene, a forensic yeah. crime scene investigator was before that. Then you that. make 18 TV shows about it. And, and then every every other cashier, at overnight cashier at Esso is uh, going <laughs> to go to community college. <laughs> forensic. To become yeah. a forensic investigator. Or like with Six Feet Under, when that was a pop- popular show, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to be a funeral home <laughs> director. I'm going to be a mortician. <laughs> Weird, weird trades like that. Yeah, spike in popularity. Like, y- if you can see how it happens in us, obviously yeah. it can happen in, in other people, right? So, yeah, yeah. So those are the the main beliefs or disciplines. common ones, disciplines. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's many more. You could create your own. If you really oh yeah, hundred percent. You could create yeah. your own. Oh yeah. I imagine the Dark Eldar players have got to get into that, right? Creating. It depends own. if they aren't if they don't really subscribe to the homunculi aspect like maybe they specifically like the cabal aspect or witches or, or witches oh that's this right is, this is a little more particular to the homunculi the themselves singular taste yeah. i am a man of singular taste <laughs> and the touching begins yeah <laughs> there we go yeah i would i would couch it as the touching resumes <laughs> never <laughs> yeah, yeah. It never yeah never really ended <laughs> ah so let's talk about covens. We've talked a lot about everything else, individual homunculi and all that, but uh, homunculi will band together to form covens for the mutual benefit yeah. reasons. For whatever reason yeah. they want in the moment. Like yeah. these, It's really hard to gauge yeah. what motivates these individuals. Yeah. Um, so we got a little bit, Not there's not a lot known about covens, um, and we'll talk about them. The majority of Coven's hierarchy is unknown to us, whether they adhere to strict ranks or even if there is a leader. We don't know. Um, nobody knows. Like, It's a very fluid thing, I would imagine. Yeah. I'm assuming that the homunculus, like, they know how it works, but we don't. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been shared. That knowledge hasn't been shared with us yeah. as humans. Humans. All we really know is that Coven's will band together over singular preferences. Uh, while two homunculi might have different beliefs or disciplines, they can still to- work towards them using similar techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we re- we really don't know how big they are. Some might like some only have twelve members. Others might have hundreds. Yeah. Um. There, there's no standard. Uh, I'd imagine it's very fluid too. Like you can be in one coven, leave that coven, join another. Oh, coven. absolutely. Like it's yeah. all be in multiple covens at the same time. You could be in multiple covens at the same time. Sure. Like. I, I think I think actually, there might I bet that happens a lot because I bet they're all constantly trying to kill each other. I think yeah. there might be like um like the coven of 12. Yeah. I don't think you could be in that coven and another coven cuz that's very particular. Sure. But like to say that it's impossible because they're linked together like a human centipede. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you literally can't. <laughs> but I I think yeah. I would I would think more that you wouldn't you wouldn't be in more than like my reasoning for not being in more than one coven is because you're focusing on a specific aspect of your craft at that moment. That's my only thought is like, well, if I wanted to do the other one, like, and because they, they have no restriction on time. Sure. They're not worried about like, Oh my God, I need to learn all these things at once. They're like, sure. I'm going to focus on this for, sure. you know, 300 years. I can follow that thought yeah. process. I'm not saying sure. it's impossible. I'm saying it's like my best reason for being in two covens is spying. That's my, 
if I was to write a story about but a guy being inspired, yeah, that that would be what I I would think. Like, I, I want to like bring down another coven because like they're getting the best contracts or something. Sure, so sure. that would be my my thought. I like to like the, yeah. what's the conflict aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. And sure. it's even just like you know it. It's like betting at the casino. You know, you can you can put all your money on one roulette number, or you can spread it around on a bunch of other sure. roulette numbers. And increase the odds of actually winning something. So, increase the odds of survival, even for a dark yeah, Eldar. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're gonna go over uh, only three covens today. There are a lot, but there these are, are like the the codex compliant ones. These yeah. are the ones you can actually play as on tabletop. They're a little more well known, a little yeah. more fleshed out. Yeah. Get it? Fleshed out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll never but they're flesh the same again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a bunch of big ones that have a lot of information. So if you're really interested in more, just go Google it. I'm sure at some point we might even come back and touch oh, them again. Sure. We got we got infinite uh, we got infinite source material. Yeah. So not like does not like Star Wars apparently. <laughs> no, there's very little source material for them to go off of. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> there's nothing. That was just a throwaway line for Christian to hear. That's all. That's all I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he you listens. Son of a bitch. You know he's gonna message me now at two in the morning. Good. <laughs> Be like, that's right, Disney. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Did he send me one? Commie last scum. Night? Okay. Carry on. Let's. All right. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is the Coven of Twelve, and these are the butchers without equal. Uh, so Sorry, let me just jump in. So at 3 o'clock a.m., I got yeah. the message from Christian. We should paint Warhammer later tonight, especially since it's going to be warm outside. So that was a pleasant text to wake <laughs> That's up. That's nice. Normally That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, normally they're ranting and ravings about communists and stuff. <laughs> so the Covenant of Twelve, they are the best, most skilled homunculi in all of Camorra. There are only 11 homunculi in this coven, with the final place being reserved for Urian Rakarth, if he ever accepts. And Urian Rakarth is probably one of the most famous. Yeah, one of the most skilled, yeah. definitely the most famous. Definitely called a master homunculus. Yeah. 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 Uh, the only way to join the 12 is to kill one of the members in such a way that even the master homunculi cannot resurrect them. And we kind of talked before how if you want to kill a homunculus, you have to kill them bodily and spiritually yeah because if any portion of their soul is left hidden stored away yeah. they will come back and then they'll come back to wreak vengeance upon you right yeah. like although there was one example of somebody vying for position in this coven um so he didn't end up killing the the homunculus to take his place he just turned him into a sentient soup which they so. supped upon, which killed him. Oh, the, then they ate the soup. They ate the oh, soup. Okay. He fed that. it. He fed it to everyone else. <laughs> oh, and they okay. ate so him. So it did end up killing him. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. like. I take it back. That, that is one of the ways that he was able to completely annihilate another person. Is he literally turned him into a soup and he kept his Sentient. soul. Sentient, Sentient soup. soup. Because he kept the soul with the soup. Yeah. So and then like, he fed it to a bunch of people. Yeah. So what do we That's think? That's wild. Yeah. What do we think the mechanics of turning a person into <laughs> soup are? Know. Do we mean like he made a soup using their body parts as ingredients or <laughs> like both. but it, like, or like use like a harry potter type spell where you just turn them into a, a can no of, magic. Soup of a no, Campbell's no, no magic no magic noodle. or at least limited magic yeah um because of the constant conflict the homunculi and the 12 strived to make the strongest and most deadliest creation another aspect of their creations is that the the racks and grotesques are fully flayed, their nerves and muscles open to the air to better feel the world around them. But yeah, like this that's coven, fun. that's fun. This is like the most prestigious coven, like 
there's only 12 of them and to get access you have to be the best of the best and yeah it's not necessarily like the most powerful or yeah. the biggest presence but no. it is definitely like the, the prestige of yeah, it. yeah exactly most members of the 12 are uh, scarlet epicureans discipline and seek a death in a new and interesting ways yeah a scarlet like if Which i was to view well, I if guess. i was to view the this the culmination of like your journey through disciplines i kind of view like nadirism and scarlet epicureanism as like a pinnacle hmm. i view those as like that's your end journey yeah like you've already yeah, gone yeah. through the black cornucopians of viewing the galaxy as yeah. yours you've already gone through nemesines and ever nemesines yeah maybe you touched the phoenix and realized how dumb it is <laughs> like you've already like gone through repugnomancers sure, sure. and then eventually you reach the point where there's like there's i'm just gonna learn to yeah. die yeah. or you reach the point where you're like i have to commit so much evil just to survive yeah so they, they kind of feel like the end game i see what you're saying if sure. that if that makes sense yep. Yeah. So th- yeah, there's that's m- the level cap for Dark Elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot more information on the Coven of the Twelve. Like they, they have their members, but uh if them- lots of cool stories of how other members have been killed. Yeah, exactly. It's very unique and each one is very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah, like you said, we'll have to come back and revisit every coven in super detail. But uh not today. So prophets of flesh, exemplars of execution. Oh, excruciation. That's right. Oh, oh, oh you're right. I read it. Dang. Mark, don't oh be my that God. guy. What? Don't be that guy, Mark, you dumb But dumb Mark, kid. I'm so proud of you. You're <laughs> reading so much today. <laughs> you're getting a gold star. <laughs> right yeah. on your nipple. <laughs> Which I'm then going to cut off. By Eric. Wait, what? What are you doing with my nipples? Mark, you can't expect me to listen to an entire goddamn episode about Dark Eldar, Homunculi, and not cut a couple nipples off. And turn it into a sentient soup. Yeah. <laughs> sentient of? nipple soup. <laughs> uh, hello, t- <laughs> hello tonight. We'll be uh, having the, first the blood of an infant child. <laughs> and then for our entree, we have nipple soup. That to would be a finish thing. It off, we got a nice fine wine of courageous imperial commander. Yeah, I guess that's a real thing. So these exemplars of excruciation, they are one of the largest and most powerful covens. These homunculi demonstrate a special interest in converting non-dark Eldar into grotesques. Yeah. Ooh, that's Man, gnarly. Like, yeah, this one just opens up the whole converting of tabletop, like... Just imagine some of the crazy and can you mix orc grotesques? Why not? Yeah, that would be so cool. Oh my goodness! Like, like you, yeah. you, you get a tow head, you get um, orc legs. Oh you, yeah, yeah. You get like tyranid like things coming out of the back, yeah. right? Like it, you can convert some wild crap. I think a yeah. human head on like a giant insectoid body sure. always oh, looks sure. very upsetting. <laughs> Do it. Oh, very and like upsetting. like put like. Uh, like like you've sewed the mouth shut or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Boof. Yeah. So they will purposely fully raid other Xenos to claim as their own slaves for experimentation. Yeah. When I read this, it sounded like they were taking the entire species. <laughs> sure, why not? Like they're 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 claiming an entire species for their own to create new grotesques from is kind of like the thought I got sure. out that, of it. That certainly seems within the realm of the yeah, dark no, exactly Eldar psychology. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also within like the realm of what they want to have happen. Yeah. Like as yeah. owners of the galaxy, right? It's all theirs. Yeah. So the racks of this coven will attempt to gain attention of their master, and in doing so, 
have one of their branded arms removed and replaced by an unblemished limb from their master's flesh library. Yeah, so the racks of this coven specifically, when they are created, their limbs are branded and, like, marked and marred. Yeah. To, like, uh, I think just claim ownership. Yeah, yeah. Or just, like, mark and show that, like, it's just a distinction between someone who has a lot of marred limbs versus someone who doesn't have any. Yeah. Right? Um, So eventually, the rack's body becomes unblemished and he will join the lesser ranks of the homunculi having completely stained his soul. Yeah. This is one of That's the awesome. this is one of the few ways we found where you like actually it's actual evidence of yeah. new homunculi being made. Yeah. And of upward social mobility in the <laughs> dark altar society. <laughs> well, that's how it happens, right? So it's it's interesting oh, to God. note that like if you want to become a homunculi, we know of 100% one way to do it. Yeah. And that is to volunteer right to be a rack to yeah. have your body shaped and changed by these homunculi and then ch- gain the attention of them by doing atrocious things yeah. and committing these heinous sins yeah. and eventually like they they describe it as there's like a, a weird dichotomy that like yes your body is now unblemished but in that moment your soul is as stained as it possibly can get yeah. and it's just a cool idea of I, you like the dark eldar view the beauty of the unblemished skin while ignoring what they've done to their soul and then the fact that it comes from the flesh library like that's that's the bit, the boss is like personal uh, just imagine them opening right? the door yeah. and just there's shelves and shelves of arms and legs. I'm gonna br- and- I'm gonna bring the, this uh, term up again though, but that's getting very intimate with your uh, <laughs> homunculus <laughs> overlord. You know, him letting you into his flesh closet. <laughs> it's like so. An- another cool thought too is um, so they now have like this perfect body, and at that point they're now allowed to become a homunculus, and it's like. Now you have this body. See what you can do with exactly, it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Show gotta, me what you've what what yeah. pleasures you want to exactly. experience. Like now. now you can do what you want with this body. Like before the the homunculus who was controlling them was doing what they wanted with it. But now it's like it's yeah. yours to fulfill your own twisted perversions on. And, and this is like another very clear reason why we think there's nothing permanently done to Iraq. Because like no lobotomization. Yeah, no lobotomization, no removal of half the brain or whatever. But there's like we know that well, especially these ones. Which is one of the largest. Mm -hmm. So this is a common thing. And imagine that any any at any time you can join this and when you join them, you would just switch all your limbs of your racks to blemished limbs, right? So it's in this way we think that like racks are still very like sentient and their yeah. own and nothing has been done to like dampen their intellectual ability at yeah, all. This is a voluntary process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is that description right there kind of like opened floodgates yeah. for me. It's yeah. a consensual relationship between <laughs> a, it's, it's a homunculi so cool. and his rack. It really is. Enthusiastic wow. consent. Yeah. <laughs> so many of the prophets engage in Seuss saying not through psychic art, but through the art of interpreting the effects of the atrocities they, they read. So they listen to like the screams of their victims when they do this one particular yes, yes. thing. Like, ah, it will rain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll just try and like create omens and, and things through that. But no yeah. psychic yeah. things at all. Because that would be bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that... That's wrong. <laughs> I find that morally that objectionable. That is where I draw the line. <laughs> no psychics. <laughs> and the final uh, coven we're going to highlight today is the Dark Creed. Oh, Jordan said he really wants to uh, do this one. 
the architects of terror. The Dark Creed architects of terror believe that the abstract death is best. Their desire is to cause another to ultimately take their own life through manipulations or fear-mongering. They believe that a physical intervention, such as stabbing someone with a blade, is beneath them. Sounds a lot like what my wife's doing to me. (laughs) Uh, It's too real. (laughs) That's dark. Fear has a special place for them, and they often employ the most terrifying flesh creatures imaginable. Yeah. So their grotesques are particularly like they might sacrifice a little bit of. Um, oh my god, the word isn't coming to my brain. Cats. Yeah, they sacrifice a little bit of cats to make their functionality. They sacrifice a little functionality to make their grotesques particularly terrifying. Right. So yeah. That's just what they go for. Uh, so they have strong links to mandrakes, who I don't. I don't think we've ever talked about mandrakes yet. We've briefly mentioned them for yeah. a sentence, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Which, so at some point, we are going to talk about mandrakes and oh, witches yeah, and incubi but... and all them. Um, so mandrakes also help spread terror during raids. Yeah. So this pact that this coven has with mandrakes, it costs the coven thousands of slaves every year, but they view the benefit they get out of it, just this helping to spread fear as hundred yeah, percent worth it. Yeah. The 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 screams that they can then harness is is worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where we are. They are often employed by denizens of the dark city as assassins and view the kill of a dark Eldar noble as a worthy goal, for they are the hardest to force to succumb to fear. Mm. Yeah, because Dark Eldar have been trained since young. Like, they're steeped in this. Like, how, how do you make something who lives beside you scared when they've experienced the same crap their entire life? Yeah. So they view, like, the assassination, like, to try and kill a Dark Eldar by forcing them to kill themselves is, like, one of the hardest things that they could possibly do, but super worth it because it proves their craft as an assassin. Like, if you can force, like, a, a, a Dark Eldar to do it, you could do it to anyone. Yeah. Right, so yeah. there, there's a story of of this one guy uh, creating a sentient gas, and this gas like <laughs> lots of turning random things. Just into think of sentience. no, think of your think of your gas, like the gas you were talking about earlier with the bowl that you seal. Oh, that's right, that's yeah, yeah, the, the homunculus gas. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. It comes full circle. This is beautiful <laughs> on the <laughs> at the very end. So yeah, he he was creating this gas that like slipped like kept itself contained and like slipped through guards and only released like its potency when it was in front of like um the the victim or the target right so goddamn or, sentient gas yeah it was just there's there's a lot of cool abstract things that they try and do to get people to like die and and yeah. it's a very cool yeah. different they're thing. not just kicking in doors and Fill in the place. No, no, no. That's beneath them, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's boring. Yeah. It is boring. After yeah. you've after you've killed like a hundred thousand people that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the Dark Creed, they make their uh their lair in the whispering void, and it's a city-sized cavern in the bowels of Cormora, where they make their home. It is half out of step with reality, making it a feared mass of shadows, mists, and half-heard threats. Mm. Yeah, it's just one of those cool thoughts. Like it's not fully there it's 
Which is already a weird thing in Cormor. Kamora is already yeah. gonna mess you up. Yeah. So this is even gonna mess yeah. you up more. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's the perfect place to kind of the, feel like that more. T- the, the, fear perfect the, place. Place. the perfect place. The perfect place. Except uh, the opposite of that. Mm. Yeah. The but, least uh, perfect place. Yeah. That's um. That's a monk list. That's so, homunculi covens, yeah. So the big thing I took away from that was um, definitely the resurrecting of Eldar and like bringing them back to life and just the process of how that actually works. That was my big takeaway. That was like your big learning curve? That was, that was what I'm like, I never knew that. My, my big learning curve... And I don't know if maybe the homunculi are maybe just uh, super zeroed in on this trait, but the uh, sadism, the extreme sadism yeah. of uh, the Dark Eldar, like, I knew they were, like, vaguely evil or whatever, but it would, they were just, like, general dark wizards, kind of, in my head, because I yeah. wasn't that familiar with sure. them. But, yeah, these Even, ones take it to that next level. But, yeah, they <laughs> these guys go all the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're more like, they're, like, debaucherous. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Depraved. Yeah. I they're mean, not just in, they're not in, just evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it fits in with the Kamora slash Gamora yeah. theme. It's like yeah. whatever level of of evil for evil's sake yeah. you can imagine, and that's like something that you know sometimes people say about others is that nobody's really trying to be evil, right? Everyone's the hero of their own story, but mm. for these guys, they aren't the hero of their own story. <laughs> They're the villain, and they want it that way. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah. The the biggest takeaway I think I learned at this whole thing was the necessity of the homunculi. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, yeah. If, the, uh, if the witches disappear yeah, from Kamora, not a big deal. Yeah. If even all the Kabbalite leaders and it descends into anarchy, yeah. not a big deal because yeah. gangs will spring up where previously they once did. Or someone... It's barely not anarchy, is exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, or like uh, if half of the city gets cut off, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But if all of a sudden these homunculi stop birthing... Yeah, that's the death, right? death of the species. It is, yeah. yeah. Like it, all of the Dark Eldar will have to, they'd have to leave Kamora and join Craft Worlds because they no longer would be able to go on raids. Yeah. Right? Because they, like half they of their population it, would yeah. have to start birthing, right? And raising children. Sure. Right? And then, so they lose all those souls. Uh, income that they were getting, right? And, Soul income. <laughs> well, I mean, that's effectively what it is, right? Yeah. So they are 100% necess- necessary for life in Kamora to continue. Yeah. And if ever they decided that they wanted to, like, claim ownership, as it were, of yeah. Kamora as a whole, like, why would you choose to stop them? Because if they just stop providing you with with halfborns, yeah. like, what are you going to do? And then they're still making halfborns for, for themselves. themselves. Yeah, they're creating armies. And, yeah. 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 So, or who's to say they don't have, like, a genetic kill switch in every single halfborn that they've created? Yeah, it's quite possible. Right? Like, yeah. it, like you, how dare you think you can turn my own creation against me? Yeah. Boom, dead. Yeah. All, all two million of your soldiers dead because I created them. Like, yeah. that's... I that don't know. It could be a very real thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to... Um, there's also... It's also described that during the rise of Vect, the homunculi sat in their covens and just watched it happen... And they just supped and dined. Yeah. Like they are so above like the political play in Kamora. Yeah. They view it as trivial. Yeah, it's like it's like you said, like if they wanted to take power, they just would. Yeah. Like they, they, they have would. no desire to rule this city because theirs is realms of yeah. either the galaxy as a whole yeah. or death itself that they've mastered. Yeah. Right? Exactly. 
yeah the no, more the more i learn away. about these like and this happens to me with every goddamn episode we yeah. do yeah. where we die now i have to get a dark eldar it's army exactly what it is <laughs> like i have God to damn it. i want to write a story about yeah. this and what's now. crazy too is like i am definitely not a dark eldar mentality kind neither of neither am i but this i certainly me. hope not <laughs> <laughs> no but like yeah like yeah, it inspired. <laughs> we were kind <laughs> of inspires me to do things. <laughs> Mark and I were People kind of in this room. <laughs> a, a lot of when we do our research, uh, we talk a lot about how it would translate to writing stories and to creating like your own section of story or lore within yeah. the universe. And we kind of threw around as a joke when we were uh, writing this: is um, how would you write a story from the perspective of a half-born? <laughs> born in like the flesh walls and cared for by racks yeah. and so we called this book uh my father the homunculus <laughs> we wrote like my father loves me so much i can tell when he's cutting into me and yeah, stabbing yeah. me with needles yeah. and making me he scream takes extra time on me yeah like yeah. like how twisted and dark is that relationship yeah. that this homunculus has with all the beings he creates, does he view them as even people? Like, yeah. does he view them as half-born even less than how everyone else yeah, yeah, views yeah. them as half-born? And so it's just like this. There's oh, a good story. This is this is yeah. horror in 40K. If yeah. ever you wanted to write a horror story in 40K, this is the scene to do it in. Yeah. For sure, I want. Yeah. I want. I want and someone I think to do Necron it. Necron too, or someone. Oh, think, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's. It does kind of seem to me though that the only non-horror race in the whole 40k universe is basically the Tau. The Tau, but everything else. Are well, orcs horror? So kind here, of. Well, no, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing about orcs: like they seem goofy, they seem comical, but just put yourself in 40k. Just imagine you're an imperial guardsman yeah. on a wall. Well, I you know. know. The orcs but like, the what if you're like, an orc? But I don't you just love see, it. Yeah, I just don't yeah. see that thematically as mm. being like. Sure. But it, but I I see them as like the uh, the real tongue in cheek campy kind of horror, right? Like uh, Army of Darkness or or something yeah. like but that. But even humanity. Like, I'm not saying for all of this, but there is a good portion of humanity that does not live in the horror state that the majority of you, like, if 80% of humanity lives the most wretched existence you can imagine, then 20% are living glorious lives full of um, excess and living There are such things as paradise worlds. They're paradise worlds, worlds, yeah. yeah, So not all of humanity is given to this wretched feeling. Every portion of Kimura is dedicated to pain and agony and just the terrible existence, right? So you can write a, a planet, a human planet, where it is nothing but horror. But somewhere out there, there is okay. a human enjoying themselves. That's my own <laughs> ignorance of the lore. <laughs> well, that's then. a uh, yeah. But in Kimura, it's, it's, it's there's there. no redeeming yeah. factor <laughs> at all. There's no good place where Dark Eldar <laughs> yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like I like when something is so given to an idea that you just you can't escape it. Mm. Yeah, it's just and you you go more and deeper and. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, any other thoughts? <sighs> think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, that was a good episode. Um, Sam, good thanks one. for joining us. Yeah, yeah it was thank a pleasure, you, guys. Yeah, we'll have to get you on some more. It was Dope. fun. Yeah, let's do it again. Jordan, always a pleasure. Mm. <laughs> the pleasures of Kamora. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you experience when you're here. Oh my god. <laughs> uh.
Uh, so well, check us out on Facebook. Check out our Instagram yeah. out. We're doing lore posts now. We've we've actually put together a pretty good team to do lore posts. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be pretty consistent on that. Yeah. If um, you want to join our community corner, uh, share with us why you think you deserve it, first of all. Yep. Then uh, send us some Patreon money. We that's take right. bribes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, our December schedule coming up is going to be kind of wonky. Yeah, I'm um, going on vacation here for two weeks. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We've got, uh, I mean, this happened last year too. Oh, we'll sure. probably mess up our schedule a little bit for about a month. Yeah. But um, yeah, guys, check us out on Rodbubble. Hit, smash and hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> on the button down below. That's right, yeah. <laughs> right on this video. Here? Jordan was just pointing at uh, an his imaginary penis. button. Oh, no. at his the dick. pleasures of Kamora. <laughs> That's what he calls it. <laughs> uh, so I think there's only one fitting way to truly end this episode. Sure. And Sam's going to pick out the best death metal song, and then we'll, we'll add that in. So here's the best death at metal the very song. End. You can't yeah, do okay. that. Why can't you? It's trademarked. Yeah, it might be. Uh, you can't do that. Well, Sam's going to reinterpret it. If someone gives it. us a... I'm going to do a cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'd have to, we'd have uh, to buy it. I thought We'd have be. to buy it. Okay. You have to pay for like sure. the right to I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I guess I can't do what I want to do. That's okay. With life. Not all the time, Mark, because the government Sam, is trying a, to hold you back. Do you have back. a link that you can give people right now? A link for yeah, what? A link for... Uh, we can post it on our Facebook okay. page. Okay, sure. When yeah. we release the... Sure, we'll do that then. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the album Scream Bloody Gore. <laughs> of course. By the band Death, who were uh-huh. uh, one of the, not surprisingly, pioneers of uh, death metal down okay. in Florida. Which is sort of like the the mecca of death metal, strangely. <laughs> Have you? Are you familiar with Forty K Metal? I am. There's okay. a, there's a band called uh, Bolt Thrower. I don't know if if you've uh, heard about them, but there was one guy when we first started uh, this podcast. He messaged us, and he's out of Portland or Seattle. Hmm. I can't remember which, but he's in a band. Oh, and th- like I listened to their songs, and I. Like I'm not a super metal guy, but I enjoy like those songs and like there, the feeling you get. And there's when, another band I, I can't remember if specifically they're um, Warhammer 40k themed, but they're called. But the name makes me think it, and their cover art is very science fictiony. They're called uh, Blade of Horus. <laughs> Why would that not be? So I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm, I haven't like read their lyrics, but I've, I have heard a couple of their albums mm-hmm. a few times. Very very good extreme like <laughs> yeah. the most death metal death metal that's yeah. ever been made it's that's really pretty good. cool yeah yeah and uh the other thing uh check out metal archives dot metal dash archives.com it's like uh your lexicanum for heavy metal so. <laughs> oh my god so i ima- i imagine that uh we have some listeners of this show <laughs> who are also into metal. Yeah, and probably. If any of that has piqued your curiosity, yeah. they have a great rating system and you can easily find all of a band's releases and members and things hmm. like that. Cool. If you're interested in that sort of thing. Cool. Well, right, we thank you, it. Sam. Another one for the books. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll see you all uh, next episode, guys. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.